and here he is having the time of his life. There's just big brains flowing. It is other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass, yeah. fing fool? Open your mouth like I give you this milk. Open your fing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two year old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap them. They can make you slap somebody. This is her. So kiss my black. Shannon curiosity. Why do they boys? Not okay. They run of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. I would just reiterate that again. Our record's unacceptable, and we accept full responsibility for that. Why are we having all these people from whole countries come here? Hey, it's Friday. Are you ready for the weekend? I'll tell you why they all come here, because snow days is why, duh, the entire world is closed. If you're looking for uh, for your school closing, <laughs> WRQK.com. It's closed. It's closed, all the, of it. The entire school system Everything. is closed. Everything. Yeah. You have to send your kids somewhere else to be you know, taught the things that you're pissed that they're learning. We'll have to teach them Common Core at your home. They started to do this yesterday, and I guess this is in anticipation of. Yeah. And again, I just saw so many people last night like, it's not even cold, it's not even snowing yet, and now we're going to close. And I get it. And I would imagine where that comes from a little bit is you're a parent, so you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with your kids all day while you still have to go to work. That's got to be so stressful, dude. That has to be awful. I get it, right? But I don't, again, I'm on the side of, if it's going to be dangerous, then leave them at home. Because if one kid dies on a school bus, then we're all like going to be like file lawsuits. Well, right. I was going to say, then we're all paying for that settlement and, you know, coming out of the school levy there. Exactly. So, and I would, I would say to you that this is school, right? Yeah. So what I mean by that is this is the place we go to prepare you for the rest of the world. And what you're going to say to me is, well, I don't get off for snow days at work. No, because you're an adult and that's a child. Right. But we start to teach you decision making yeah. while you're in school. And caring about, you know, children is a decision that we're going to need people to make. And so I'm I'm all right with it. Now I don't have to like rework my whole schedule today so my kid can stay home from school and play, you know, Nintendo while I go to work. And I would admit that if you get that dropped on you, because my friend Serene hit me up and she's like, dude, they didn't text me until 520 this morning to tell me. That's ridiculous. And so that that's a little late. So now if you're now then waking up for your work day and you're like, wait a minute, I'm just now finding which all the more reason why start to tell parents last night 
I wonder, I mean, just what? being just being like a snow day babysitter, because like Uber, you could charge extra because it's like, yo, this Three is times the you, rate. you need me right now. It's Hall of Fame weekend. Right, right. Three times the so, way. So like, I wonder, I wonder why, you know, and I guess there's probably daycares that do that, but like, I, I would think that would be a more common, like, I don't know, side job, side hustle for people. But I guess at that point, are you really going to be How like- How many of them are there? Well, and are you really going to give your kids to someone who's like, yo, three times the money that you normally owe me, bitch, you, uh, like, like yeah. pay up. I mean, I, I mean, what are you going to do? You're in a desperate situation. I would assume, you know, daycares and stuff just making a killing today. But like, as far as today goes, yes, it is not snowing right now. It is not cold right now. But if come noon, there's a court, you know, if there's an inch of ice all over the road. Yeah, this is about getting them home this afternoon. Yeah. What would be even more of a, a cluster F would be calling parents at noon saying, hey, we got to get these kids out of school right now. Well, what am I supposed to do? I can't leave right, work. Right. right. So at least this is some sort of planning time here. People are asking me, well, why do you have to go to work? Because because you're an adult. You're not a child. And I just, dude, now you got a bus with like 50 kids no in it. No seatbelts. No. Oh. No seatbelts. Which, by the way, when are we going to be done with that? I don't know. Softening of America. I didn't have to have a seatbelt on when I was in a bus accident. I turned out fine. Nah, yeah, your head just rolled around, <laughs> hit that back door. <laughs> fine. Just hit that back door. Soft. So, uh, look, I, I would admit that I think we're, we're hitting the button a little too early on this stuff, but isn't it better to err on the side of caution? Yes, I would think so, especially when it comes to the safety of children. Um, I, I, you know, I understand that people do have a lot of gripe when it comes to the sissification of America, but this isn't a participation plaque. This is making sure that kids don't get into a bus accident, and I feel like that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm not going not gonna to be like, no, I'm soft. I'll never understand why the same people who argue with me about, uh, about you know, School closings are the same people that argue with me about year-round school, dude. If it's they about, should have year-round school. If it's about the kids being in the classroom, right? Because you had to go to the classroom, then where's my year-round school? Well, and now what that really boils down to with year-round school, you could close in December and January where there's the most snow days. You know what I'm saying? And take ten months, and you know, and take well, yeah. And, and yeah, and you you close during the coldest time of the year because there's going to be the most snow days. It costs the most to heat the building, and you close in the hottest times of year because it's going to cost the most to cool the building. So like, you could totally play that right. Um, I don't that that more so than seatbelts on buses always makes me say like, what are we waiting for? Like, why don't we just do this. I mean, it's been proven time and time again, the areas where they have year-round school, the students do better. And it's only, your kid goes to school the same amount of time. 180 days is 180 days. You're not going to be like, all right, well, now all of a sudden kids are going 300 days out of the year. It's like, no, 180 days is 180 days. People are paying $45 a day for a babysitter? That's what you can make as a babysitter? But think, man, I mean, like... Although they are watching your kids. It's your kids. You know what I'm saying? Keeping your kids alive for eight hours, 45 hours, for $45 a day? What is that? Like, you know, five bucks? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess. I mean, you can't even send them to mass anymore. But, like, aren't you just, aren't you just then at that point going to your job just to pay the babysitter? At exactly. That point, at that point, aren't you just better going, you know what? Maybe this job's not the best. I'll just raise my kids. I mean, that's why there's some people who don't go to work is because it's like, dude, I can't, I can't afford the childcare here. I'm losing money on the drive and, and, and on the child care. So, yeah, I remember. I mean, my mom worked two jobs. My dad was a workaholic. So, like, when this would happen, like, they would freak out. Now, luckily, my dad was a minister, had his own church. So, a lot of that time, it was just get in the car, go to work with dad day. Okay. Because I wasn't allowed just to sit home. 
and like destroy the house and like do all those things. Like I wasn't allowed. I wasn't left to my own devices at that point. Like by the time I got to high school and things like that, it was like, yeah, if you got a snow day, you and your friends are going to go do whatever the hell you're going to do. But in elementary school, like I wasn't allowed. Just it wasn't like a babysitter. It was like I, I went to work with my dad and ended up like doing things for him. Somewhere along the line, my mom got a job, and I can't remember at that point. I was probably old enough to stay at home by myself, so that was probably a part of the decision. There was that like, okay, well now I can go to I work. can go to work and not have to worry about that. Right. I mean, I was a latchkey kid for a lot of my high school years. I mean, that, that's just the way that was. My parents just worked a ton, but I, I don't know. I'm all right with it. I um I have I did something really dumb this morning. I, I went to WebMD when okay. I got here, and that's dumb because everything everything you type in that search bar, it's either you know you have cancer or you know your leg's gonna fall off. Okay, but I was in bed last night and I could not sleep to save my life. For some reason, it's just I could not go. I could not get to bed. And it was not affecting me all night. But I realized part of the reason late last night that I couldn't get to sleep is that as I would breathe in, like that, yeah, the left side, the lower left side of my back starts to, it feels like a container filling with pain. <laughs> That's not a good description at all, buddy. No, it's not. No. Every time you breathe in. A container filling with pain. It feels like the kidney is like is, is is being like squeezed. Okay. And so like I wonder I, I'm hoping dehydration. Have not been drinking as much water as I should. Uh-huh. Easy all right? to do in the winter there. You're right. not as hot. You just don't you don't feel like you're drinking as much. So I thought that was it. And I was like, all right, well maybe once I go to bed I'll wake up in the morning and ah, everything will be all right. Right. But it's not. Like sitting here like as I breathe in, it, it it is. It's like there's an empty container and somebody's pouring pain in it and it fills up to the top and then it stops. And then every time you kind of breathe in deep, it happens again. Stansberry had some like grouch on him this morning, and I was like, "Well, what's up, dude? Like, what's going on?" But yeah, if you're if you're if you're filling the container with pain, I understand why you're why you're why it you're achy hurdy today, man. Sorry, it does not buddy. feel good. Do you feel like this is a a a side effect of the fall that you had earlier in the week? I so th- that's what I was hoping, right? I was like, "All right, well, may- than cancer. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> let, let's just hope it's part of the you know falling down." Because my arm still hurts a little bit from that, but my back had never really hurt from that. Maybe you tweaked something, you know what I mean? I don't know. I I just think it's weird that it's tied to the breathing, and that has me worried. Like what? Do I, what's going to happen here? Well, what did WebMD say? Did they give you a a description of like what happens when you fill the container of pain? I well, I left that part out. I just said I typed in "breathing in makes left kidney hurt," you know. And then of course, I don't think it's an I don't think it's a good enough description. So they're like, "Look, man, these are the things that can make you know cause kidney failure." And I don't think that's what it is. I hope not. That's a very. Serious I mean, there's no thing to have there's no there. blood in my urine or anything. I checked all that. It doesn't hurt. Nothing like that hurts. It just. There's a little bit of like, I don't know, it feels like maybe the muscle, I don't know, something around it. I think this might just be a little bit more of the old man creeping in, you know what I'm saying? You just I get just some, hope I die. Just get some Epsom salts, get your electric blanket out, and you've got a weekend in front of you, hopefully you can uh, make it back. I know? did have the Epsom salts the other <laughs> day. All, I, it's all you gotta do. <laughs> I did, I was just soaking in the tub, just soaking the sore bones and muscles. I did. I felt 3,000 years old. I was like, here I am, Methuselah, just sitting in here, <laughs> streaming music, smoking spliffs in the, in the bathtub, just soaking in my own stew. That was not great. Munch, Mark Munch Bishop, yeah. Munch on Sports will join us at 7 o'clock. And, uh, dude, we have surprise guests coming in the studio at okay. 9.30 this morning, Red Sun Rising. Okay. Local band out of the Akron area will be stopping by. We'll be checking out their new single with the uh, with the guys from Red Sun Rising. We're also hooking you up with $1,000 every single hour. Your first shot is right now. 
your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. You missed the announcement. Red Sud Rising. Going to stop by the studio around 9.30. Now, they do have a couple of other commitments this morning. And uh, we are dealing with some, you know, snow and icy roads that they are, are claiming uh, should start to happen around then. So, I, you know, the label already hit me with the, well, tentatively, okay. and I was like, all right. Uh-huh. So, like, so, so Red Sun Rising's <laughs> not coming, so they're not coming. Will you guys play the single anyway? Yeah. So 9.30 is when that's supposed to happen. Right. We'll talk to Munch on Sports 7 o'clock this morning. He's all fired up. He was texting me in the middle of the day yesterday. He's fired up and ready to go. I like it. And he got my back on something. And it's because yesterday happened to be, I think it was the four-year anniversary of when I got my DUI. And if you listen to the show a lot, you know, I don't really go far into this because it kind of makes my boss, like, makes his his BH pucker a little bit when I talk about it. Tightens up a little bit. But I always maintain that I feel like if I can use this position for a reason of good, which is to which is to help promote people driving safely versus drinking and driving. That that's probably a good thing for me to do. Yeah, I mean, responsibly using the power that we have in front of us, you'd think the boss man would appreciate that. I think he just gets worried about what you know how people like halfway listen to the radio. I don't think it's really him. I think he's worried about reaction. Okay. So and he's not necessarily wrong because I posted this yesterday. Where I said, you know, four years ago tonight, this was yesterday. I made the biggest mistake of my life. To this day, I'm thankful for it. It was the wake-up call I needed. Losing the money sucked, and it made the next few years of my life really hard, but educational. And then I just finished out with, take an Uber, save yourself the 10 grand. Right? Solid advice. I feel like that's pretty good advice. Right. Here, I'm kind of walking you through what happened with me. I learned a lesson out of it. You don't have to. I'm kind of telling you what will happen and reminding you of some of the punishments that you'll get. Certainly not like you were glamorizing it. Like, oh, poof, four years ago, man, dodged a bullet. Bear. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, didn't, you didn't make it sound like, oh, boy, man, I, you know what I got to do is I got to go drive drunk. No, Fantone will tell you. I mean, the first week he met me, I'm, dude, I take this thing pretty seriously. It's, I, it, it's crazy that this only happened four years ago because this show has existed pretty much the entire time of that four years. It's just nuts to me to think that, like, right before you started this, you had that happen. Yeah, so what had happened was is 877 like flipped and went Spanish. Right. And then I was meeting clients of that radio station out for their birthday and we, there was wine at dinner and then th- this is th- that's kind of what happened. And so then yeah, after that I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. I'm and sure. then and then I got a job offer and then, you know, here we sit. So I posted this yesterday. And as I hit send, I thought to myself, what are you doing? There's going to be somebody who is going to say to you, you shouldn't write things like that. You shouldn't post things like that. So sure enough, in the comment section, a woman says, you know, I was hit by a drunk driver a few years ago. This is not about the hoops you have to jump through or the money that you lost. And I have to remind her, and it's probably not a bad idea to remind everyone, that that was not my situation. My situation is exactly what I told you. So I can only reflect on what my situation was. And I will tell you that when I talk to people who have never been in that predicament of, of you know, being arrested for operating a car while intoxicated, you know what? When I tell them, you know, somebody could get hurt, you know what happens? They pick up their pint glass and slam it. 
When I say to the same person, dude, let me just tell you, you might want to watch that, man. That 10 grand sucked. They automatically stop and start asking me questions. Seriously, it was $10,000 when in reality it was actually a little bit more. Uh, you know, by the time you're all said and done, all things included. Right. And so this woman was on me because I wasn't then because I didn't I, I didn't I, I didn't dis, I didn't knock drinking and driving the exact way she would like me to do it. And again, that wasn't my situation. Had that been my situation and somebody got hurt, I would have reflected that way. But my point of the post was nobody did get hurt, and I happened to learn a lesson before somebody got hurt. I can only reflect on what my experiences were. Yeah, I mean, I understand her thought of like... Well, this affected me in a different way. This is why I think of it differently. But like, it, it, you got to look at the intent of of what you were saying here. It, it, it wasn't like, hey, go drink and drive, right? And it wasn't like, you know, they'll do like they'll do like you know anti smoking ads, and some of them are like, yo, dude, you are going to die of lung cancer. Some of them are like, your teeth are going to fall out. Some of them are like, this is going to cost you money because different messages wake different people up. Right? It goes in a different way to right. different. So like, I, I mean, lady, we're on the same side here. What are you arguing with me for? So. I, I, that's kind of what I said. And I said, I, I just responded back to her. I said, look, I am very sorry about your situation. Of course. Okay. It, it, but I was reflecting on what happened to me and I can only do that. And I did end up telling her, but I forgot. And this is true that I live in the decade now where you can't say anything unless you say everything. Unless you say, oh, and this and this and make sure you don't hurt people. And then this and this and this and every other disclaimer. And what I'm going to say about this issue is this, is that I have, I don't want to call it a powerful position in the community, but I'm obviously a little recognizable. People are listening. You're doing it right now. I've got Facebook fans. I've got, you know, Instagram and thing. And, and so do you really want to shut guys like me up? who use this position occasionally to remind people of the pitfalls? Is that really what you want? Do you really want me walking away from it going, dude, I'm done. I, I, I'm done. I, I'm done trying to use this influence for good. Is that really, that's the better side of the coin than what I did yesterday? It's just, I think people are, you're so quick to knock people for what they're saying before you realize why they said it. It's just, that's where we live now. That's the area, in, that's the era in which we live. And then sure enough, as soon as I hit send yesterday, I was like, I'm going to have to spend a good portion of my day playing defense on this while I'm out there trying to do the right thing and try to warn people about the pitfalls of what their activity is. That was one of those things that I needed. I am not necessarily an alcoholic, but I can tell you that I had used alcohol in an in, in, in un- safe fashion in that period in my life uh, being in between jobs I was self-medicating and I and it ended up co- ending abruptly for me I recognize that and I have since then changed my behavior and if that's not good enough I'm sorry, I don't have enough time to type every single word that every single person might be thinking about every single thing. But you got to be careful before you start making people like me who are out there trying to warn people about this very serious issue about why not to do it. You got to be careful about trying to shut us up because then what do you get in the end of that? Nothing is what you get at the end of that. Fantone asked me this morning uh, during a break. Where is this thing? Everything's coming back in style. Where's this one thing? And we're going to find out next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Munch on Sports. Mark Munch Bishop, 7 o'clock this morning. Also give you $1,000 directly after talking to Munch. You can catch him every single weekday. 
Fox Sports 1350 at 3 o'clock. Everywhere, free on the iHeartRadio app as well. So it was before the show started, we fans on never start to talk about some stuff. We were talking about how fashion is sick looking. And how all things kind of come back in style. I remember it was a few years ago, they tried to bring the bell bottoms back. And I've seen a bunch of stuff, you know, kind of come and go, right? So Fantone said to me, where, where is the fanny pack? You want the fanny pack? I think I do, man. Honestly, I've gotten to this point where I feel like I have so much crap in my pockets on a day-to-day basis. It's like... Isn't that what your girlfriend's for? Well, I mean... Honey, she, put where's she in the at? purse. Where's she at? She ain't around here right now. She, well, ain't, she ain't here. What's in your pocket that you love work oh, I this got morning? The, essentially, the biggest problem is a giant cell phone. You okay, know what so I'm it's saying? the big cell phone that you feel like needs its own bag. That's really what it is. I mean, I'm not... I, like, uh, I, like with, with my wallet, I always feel like I'm moving around a lot on it. So, like, I would put that in there. But really, at the end of the day, what this is, is cell phone and a charger. And, like, I just can't uh. believe with technology being as ingrained into our society as it is today, somewhere to hold it hasn't made, you know, somewhere obvious to hold it. Like, it almost seems like at this point, the fanny pack was ahead of its time because that's a perfect cell phone pouch, right? The, yeah, it is a pretty good cell phone pouch. The, every time I think of the fanny pack, the only picture I see is the one of the rock right? where he's got the chain, like, right. outside of, the, the like, the, the sweater there, and he's got the... The thumb running through like the band of the fanny pack, and he looks horrific. He's wearing like mom clothes, like mom yeah, jeans, he like that mom turtle. Jeans he's on. got a turtleneck, that that chain. Yeah, it's all terrible. Oh yeah, he's ready for Target. It's all terrible. Yeah, he's ready. Him and Barbara ready to go. They're 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 down to go. I am um, now. See, I don't even carry a wallet anymore, so I don't really feel the need. I um I I when I got my new cell phone, I got this. I guess an Under Armour is the one that makes it, but I got this cell phone case. And the back of it slides down, and it'll hold your ID. It holds like four credit card type things. So I got my ID in there, my debit card, a credit card, and that's it. And so then I slide that thing in my front pocket, and I'm good to go. Never cash? Well, I mean, yeah, but cash folds and goes into your... In your front pocket there. Oh, I feel like that. that's easy for me to lose money that way. I want all my cash in one place. You know what I mean? Like one... Oh, you actually keep there. cash in a wallet? Yeah. Oh, I don't know anybody who keeps cash in a wallet. Honestly, dude, I see people who keep cash in a wallet, and I dude, that that that's like pedophile and like you know and, and serial killer what? stuff. What? Oh yeah, what? dude, anybody who's seen Goodfellas knows you don't keep cash in a wallet. Okay, I I, I did I did not I did not know no, that. No, 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 I've, no, I've dude, seen Goodfellas, but no, I, did, I did not roll, know that. In a roll, in a beaner out front, and uh, for the hundred dollar bill, right? That's the that, I, I'm pretty sure that was that movie. I would like to know in the audience if if there's any other people out there that hold cash in their wallet. Oh, but dude, maybe ca- I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm telling you right now, dude. I see people. If I see a man take a wallet out and he actually pulls the billfold open and there's bills in there, I look at him like a freak. That's a freak activity for me. Mind blown. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know I was such an oddity. As a matter of fact, I can't remember the last like I don't know I don't know a single man like that I hang out with that does that. I, 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 mo- I actually most guys I know don't carry a wallet I, anymore. I, I don't I don't when are, I, I've never had this conversation with my friends like yo let me see what's in that wallet there. I, 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 no, I, I'm just saying I can be with my friends. I can watch people hang out and we, we like go to the bar, we go to dinner. I watch people like take out their money. And, you know, to, to pay for things. And right. I've never seen, I can't tell you the last time I saw a person I know. I've seen it in like stores, 
But I can't tell you the last time I saw somebody I know take a wallet out and take a bill out of their pocket. I mean, dude, it just seems like, dude, what are we in the 50s? They must be a psychopath or a pedophile. I'm telling you. It might be other crimes. I've never heard of this. I've I've never heard of this theory or or anything like this. Well, I'm declaring it right now. Okay. Is is the thing. I'm not sure it's like, you know, flash your brights for there's a cop ahead. I'm not sure everybody knows. Okay. I'm spreading the word, I think. Let let them know something then. I think that's yeah. I don't. I don't think most people do that. I was unaware you kept cash in a wallet. I, 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 it, it, to me, it's well. That's that's the wallet. That's the the cash is home. That's where it lives. That's what it's designed for. Is for carrying money. Like that's literally like what it is. See, that's why I got rid of my wallet is because I had never kept money in it for like the last thirty years, and all it was doing was holding my ID. And so when I found my this cell phone case, I was like, oh, my ID can go in there. Then I don't need it. Well, maybe you don't need a fanny pack. Now, then. Lewis is writing in and says, Sansbury, the hell with that. I keep my cash in a wallet. And Fantone, I'm telling you right now, if I show you a picture of Lewis, I know Lewis. Okay. You're, right. dude, <laughs> Lewis, here you go. Guilty. You're going to want to be on my side. Guilty. You're going to be like, okay. dude, Sansbury might be on his own. All right. Lewis, you're out. Sorry, buddy. Dude, that might be a clock tower shooter right there. <laughs> I, we don't know. Christ, we don't dude. know. It's gone from pedophile to psychopath to mass murder. Yeah, you guys are on the things. You're, you're, doing, you're, you're doing the things. I don't know about all this, buddy. I don't know. I'm I don't telling you. Right now, I can't. I like. All right, let's do this. Okay. Our boss, cash in the wallet. Boss, cash in, cash in the wallet. I would, cash so. in the wallet? I would assume so. Yeah. Oh, I, would assume I don't. So. I don't know. Tom writes in and says, "I only put emergency money in the wallet. The rest goes in my pocket." I would always. And again, you know what it was? It was going to New Orleans too, where they they warn you about pit. You know, pickpocketing so much in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. That you got to worry about it so much. Everybody's like, nah, dude, you put your money in the front pocket. That way nobody can steal it. Why don't you put your whole wallet in your front pocket then? Oh, because that feels weird. I mean, dude, I might as well grab my grandfather's ass if I'm going to be putting my wallet why, in my front pocket. Why, why on earth are we grabbing your grandfather's ass? What is going on with this, dude? I, I, I feel like for something that maybe you're like, hey, I don't necessarily know if I do that. All of a sudden, now we're groping up grandpas? I'm what t- on earth is going on? I feel like, dude, if you keep cash in a wallet, you're cupping grandpa's ass. Dude, all of a sudden, you went from a pedophile, somebody who's banging children, to now you're sexually assaulting geriatric patients? I'm Good trying to make grief. it better. I'm trying to bring you guys back into the fall. <laughs> I'm trying to bring wallet carriers back into the fold. I feel like pedophile was too far, but you might, you know, I don't know. Give my grandfather a handy at the, at the bus stop. I don't know. Cash in the wallet, dude. That screams freak to me. Like, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm probably crazy, but that just seems really, really strange to me. Munch on Sports next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. It's Friday at 7 o'clock, so we do it every week. We talk to my good buddy, my mentor in the business, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350, <clears throat> everywhere on the free IR radio app. Munch, how are you today, buddy? Well, I am so early. I tell you what, this makes it even better. And a little get let out better than a cup of coffee in the morning. You know that? I, I, I would agree. So I have a question I have to ask you that's non-sports related. Uh-oh, right. uh-oh. We got into a discussion on the program, and so I'm curious where the munch man is. Do you keep your, do you keep your cash in your pocket or in your wallet? Bro, I can't believe you asked it. Did somebody tell you to ask me that? No, nobody told us to. No, this is no, this no. was an organic Stansberry Show question. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just asking. Oh, I, I love it because you know what? For years, I'm gonna give you the reason why. I keep money in my pocket. 
You're in your pocket. I said, dude, I said to Fantone. In my pocket. I said, I guarantee you Munch's got a G-roll, gangster roll in the front pocket. <laughs> like, that's how he rolls. I know how you roll, brother. People are making, I, I yeah. think, I just, I said, I feel like carrying cash in a wallet's a little antiquated, and most people don't do that anymore. Although the Twitter poll has me losing 78 <laughs> to 22 or something it is. Because I keep my cash in my pocket, too. Go ahead. I keep my cash in my pocket, too, Munch. I, I, don't, I, I don't get down with the wallet. Tom, what about you? No, I'm a wallet all day person. This is what it all started from. Stansberry looks at me like I'm some kind of a freak, like I've got a horn coming out of my head because I have cash in my wallet. He does. And I just, I just, I, just, I, just, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around he it. He can't be trusted much. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we got to keep the eyes on. Oh, no. We got to keep the ah, eyes on him. Like, I'm sorry, guys. My 24 year old son, he carries a wallet. Now, my wallet, I have three to four bucks there, and when I say I carry my money in my pocket. What do we have, 10, 15, 20 bucks? But here's the thing. This is years ago, going downtown Cleveland, when, you know what, Chuck? Things are changed. My dad always, when he went to a ball game and that, always put his wallet in his front pocket so no one could pick his pocket. He's a city dude, okay? And I should think, you know, that is the most uncomfortable freaking thing I've ever known. I, I think it's uncomfortable having a wallet in my back pocket. So if I'm going somewhere and I need to spend more than the cash I have, I'll put my credit card in my pocket, too, with the cash. And I need to show an ID. Well, you know, the, the, I'll even pop my driver license out and put that in my pocket, too. Except the wallet always is either in the glove compartment or in, you know, the uh, console in the car because you got to have your license. That's it. I agree. I see. Dude, I knew. See, Munch and I are normal. The rest of you guys are all criminals and freaks. So, Munch, I want to start, I want to start with the Cavs, if I could. Um, so, so, the Cavs got smoked last night. I mean, smoked. LeBron, um, visually angry on, on, like the, on the sideline there, like yelling at the team about defensive effort and the like. Now, I know it's January. So, is, is there any real cause for concern here, or are we still ultimately going to be okay? Well, brother, I'll tell you this. The last time it happened, which was just a couple of games ago, or the last game, not before Toronto, I kind of shrugged it off saying, and here's why. And I'm, I'm lucky that I get to talk to the likes of my tells and find out what their thoughts are. His thought was, we don't think about this. Another lineup change when I get the starting lineup who's not known for defense, and they had you know this five-game road trip, and he, he felt that they were going to pick their battles, okay? Right. Well, let's play here, let's play there. However, it is alarming, and I'll use that word, what we're seeing now. Can it be fixed? It certainly can. But it's even more alarming that here's Jay Crowder, that some felt were a key to deal more than IT, which I can't believe him. Guy, you know, is an all star and scores 29 points, it had to be IT. But Jay Crowder and JR, who really became a defensive player last year, they have shown no effort in any way, shape, or form. I'm disappointed in Crowder. You know, when he was with Boston, I used to call him one of these fake tough guys. Just like, you know what, Fantone and Dan and I, we're going to grow dreads, put them back in a ponytail, and look like bad bus. You know what I mean? Nice. And that's what I always, I always felt he was that. But am I alarmed yet? No. But I, I'm puzzled. I'm concerned. And I'm actually thinking the aliens that took the Cavaliers out of their body and put somebody else in, Please put them back because you know, it, it just, it's embarrassing, too. Yes. And that's why LeBron was going off. I'm, I'm glad you saw that, Dan, because you can't that look horrible look as a professional. I would totally agree. And I said this last year, and people jumped on me, but I feel like Ty Lue's overrated. 
not that he's terrible, but I feel like Ty Lue's an average at best coach. I kept saying, if I send Ty Lue to New Orleans and I give him Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, who they had last year, I said, I bet he wins no more games than that coach down in New Orleans has. Meaning that I think he's okay, but he's run, but Ty Lue's more run-of-the-mill than special. Am I right about that? You know what? Coaching-wise, X's and O's, Yes, the thing he's going for him is that, like I can see you before I interrupted you, if a blind interruption, like in a huddle, which he did sometimes, he'll look right at him and go shut the blank up. I'm okay. talking to you. You so do does, need that. He has. Was yeah, that yeah. No, you absolutely do need that. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. And so he's got that respect from the players. X and O's wise, I believe he leads on the other guys. But there's nothing wrong with that. What's funny way, shape, or form? Respect to so good. Guys, here's what I'm looking for. Now, Indiana always beats the Cavaliers tough. That's who they play this evening, okay, the Pacers. However, they need to make a stand. No stands, but I've been pushed around by some cat in eighth grade every freaking day, you know, for two weeks to start school. And one day I said to myself, he messes me up to school today, I'm going to pop him. Bro, I popped him nice. all the rest of the year. Did I get in trouble? Yes. Yeah. So, thing I'm looking at more than anything else is Monday, Golden State, Quicken Loans Arena. You've got to come out and beat them and beat them good. I'm not saying by 20 points, just dominate them. So that's what I'm looking forward to, too, as a line in the sand kind of thing. I would agree. I would hope that they're able to draw that line in the sand. I feel like that's one hell of a line to draw when you really haven't shown that you're able to stand there yet. I'm a little concerned about the Cavaliers. I'm not panicked, but, you know, basketball is a streaky game. Earlier in the year, they went on one of the best tears the team's ever had, and now they're kind of on one of the worst tier, worst tears that I can remember with the Cavaliers since LeBron's been back. Um, uh, does this make you reconsider what you want to do with that Brooklyn Nets pick as we start to, uh, as we start to get close? and closer to the trade deadline? Matthew, if you remember, from the get-go, I heard and I was a proponent that that pick will never make it to the draft, okay? That they want to, they're going to see what they really and truly need and they're going to go from there. So that pick will not make it to the draft. Something else, though, if you're going to trade it, think about doing it as soon as possible because... What comes winning some basketball games? Right. It is not like a one, two, three, or four pick right now. Uh, is it going to be a pick? Probably not. Right now, you're with seven or eight, something of that nature. So that's something you got to look about. Yeah, from the get-go, I never felt that pick would last to the draft. They can use that to get that one last piece. Or something else, guys. You know, I got it on Jay. I got it on Jay. Where the hell's Tristan? What's he doing? He's a max player. He's six nine. Get out there, Mike. Oh, my God. That gets me that too. I would agree with that. What is the hell is going on with the Indians? We lose Santana. We lose Jay Bruce. And I was told that the Indians had an opportunity to match Jay Bruce. They didn't do it with the Mets. And I, now, maybe I'm reading too much into this much, but I said yesterday on the program that I feel like Jay Bruce not only leaving the Indians, but leaving the Indians to go back to the team to where he left to come here, I think says something about what's going on with the Indians. Now, maybe it's as easy as his wife just wanted to be back in New York. But if you go back to your ex-girlfriend, I just worry, what does that say about the girl that you left her for? Well, number one, let me hit you. glad you asked because I was a little, you know, I'm not ahead to the 480 bridge, but okay. I was a little, you know, just look at it and say, well, I just don't like this look. I didn't look up in any way, shape, or form. Mainly because yesterday was the 11th of January. 
I know teams have added players by now. This is the 11th of, of, of January, Dan and Matt. So here are my thoughts. And talking to some major league baseball people yesterday, and one of the best ones was Zach Meisler from the Athletic. He said, well, what's number one? And I talked to a scout. Do people feel that perhaps the skills were, you know, he's going to start to go on the wane, not next year, but in the next second or third year. Number two, the Indians were cool. Thirteen. But I'm hearing that they said two years he got three from the Mets. Number ah, three, think okay. about this. A week ago, he wanted five years, and he wanted $80 million. That's 16 a year. Right. So how did he back off about that? That number three. No, what am I up to, number five? Sure. Yeah. I count two fingers on my left hand. Right. Number five is think, think about this, guys. That the Mets are going to make you that offer, which means how many other teams passed on him? I personally. I personally, with all that said, I still would have given him three years and 39 because this guy, he gets streaky two weeks at a time, carry a ball club. But I'm going to guarantee you this, right, to make you, I like you guys feel better right now and all the guys listening in, is that there are going to be some other Jay Bruce's out there. Okay. They won't hesitate to get them. And flashback, it's two years, 2016, okay? Opening day, opening day. Who was our starting outfield? Colin Cowhill starting in center field. Who the hell stood up saying? Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't think right. about it like that. I did not yeah, think about it like that. There, and I can't really think who the third outfielder was, and we went to the World Series that year. So, again, yeah, I don't like it. No need to lose sleepovers, though. They will get that fixed. But something else that sure. slipped me out last five years, who's got the best record in baseball? The Cleveland Indians. Wow. Bingo. There you go. They, they're going to win the Central District. And, guys, I want to ask you this, too, is that as a fan, all you can ask your team, and which we can't do that for decades, all you can ask of your team is this. Are you able to make the postseason and make the run when you get there? Mm-hmm. The team says, yes, bingo, it's rock. And if you ask that, think about that. Right now about the Indians as a fan, are they capable of making the postseason? They certainly are. Once you make the postseason, anything can happen. That's absolutely true. So I hear you actually. Um, there were some rumblings from your producer yesterday that you have. You actually have a question for Matt and I. Dude, do I have a question for you guys? Because we love rock and roll, we love sports, we love baseball, and especially with single digit temperatures coming, I got something that's going to warm us both up. Okay. Matt, I'm going to start with you. You're an MLB. You're a Major League Baseball player, brother. What is the song that you're walking up to home plate for? Your walk-up song. Pass it over the speakers <laughs> as Matt Stanton comes out of the dugout with that lumber. Hey, yeah, tall guy coming up, dude. Louisville Slugger on my shoulder, uh, and I'm going with this because it's a classic. It hits hard right in the beginning, and uh, honestly, one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, I'm going with Black Betty by Ram oh, Jam. What a great choice. Oh, Black oh, Betty. Oh, whole stadium. I'd be air guitar standing on my feet. <laughs> Black Betty, dude, Phantom, that's a great choice. I love that song. That's I've, dude, I've been on. That, I've been on that. Oh, you do me. I gotta tell you, Munch. Yeah, what about you, dude? I'm gonna tell you, uh, dude. I'm taking all 300 pounds of me up to that, uh, up to bat, and I'm coming out with some Kiss, dude. I'm coming out to War Machine from Kiss. Little War Machine, because dude, when I come up to the plate, game's over. I'm going yard. <laughs> Wherever the hot dog guy is, that's oh. probably where I'm going. What are you coming out to, Munch? What's your walk-up song? 
but I'm going to get I'm going to get a little bit more contemporary, not uh, okay. the last couple of years. But you know what? It kind of sums me up sometimes. People look at me and go, "No, it doesn't." Yeah, it doesn't. She was inside of me, brother. I'm coming up to rage, renegade. Oh, the renegades of funk. That's a great choice. Good song. Yeah, I love Rage. Do you like Kevin? A lot of people would look at each other and go, what the heck is this? But it would put, it would put the fear of the maker in the other team that's put out in my mind. Absolutely. Munch, you are a renegade of funk, bro. Dude, you're 100%. And you, dude, I don't know about batting, Munch, but you have to have an awesome splitter ball, right? You got to have that two-seamer. It's got to be awesome out of you, right? Dude, I'm going to tell you something. I actually was a major league pitcher. Looked this up years ago, actually years ago, decades, by the name of Mordecai Brown. His nickname was three-fingered Mordecai Brown. He had three fingers. I've tried at an early age to put baseball with my left hand. I could not. I didn't get one more touch that finger. But, you know, I played slam on it. I wore my mitt on my left hand my entire time. It never bothered me. You know, I caught everything that came my way. Well, Munch, you got more out of seven <laughs> fingers than most dudes I know get out of ten. So I feel like you've done enough. <laughs> You can catch Munch on Sports weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, we'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Thank you. You got me going. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you again next week. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock. 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. I want to thank Mark Bunch Bishop again for joining us uh, this morning at 7 o'clock the way he always does. Your next opportunity at $1,000 is at 810 this morning. We'll pass out your next keyword. So the big story of the day is some transcripts were released from a closed-door meeting inside the White House. And uh, I have a buddy who maintains that if a leak gets out, it's because somebody wants it out. And I'm not saying the president would want this out, but I think somebody who's working close with him in the White House probably does. And that's why we know what happened. Where Trump has referred to Haiti and other African nations as asshole countries. Now, I know you heard the news using the actual term last night, technically under the letter of the law, because this is a new story I could. But I know how people listen to the radio, and I'm not really looking to get fired today. Um, This is going to be one of those things where I'm going to point back to something about Trump I said yesterday, which is he doesn't speak the presidential language, nor do I expect him to anymore, because we've had over almost two years of this when you throw in the election cycle. Yeah, to think he's going to change his behavior now. Right. So like when I heard this yesterday, I wasn't shocked. And so I guess maybe then the lack of shock from me is where you're getting the lack of anger over the comments out of me. I kind of expect this. So getting all like in a fever over it seems like a waste of my time because I just kind of expect this to happen. Now, I know a lot of other people are going to want to like dismiss this away as, well, I mean, that's what we would all call them. Again, the president should be better than you. He should yes. be better than me. Yes. At least on the at least outwardly. You know what I mean? Like I I now was Kennedy probably in the White House calling other nations th- words like this? Yeah, probably. But he was lucky enough to be president in an era where we were never going to know that. You see what I'm saying? Like things were not that it would be okay, but we didn't know. 
And that's what I keep saying about Trump. People keep asking, like, this is the worst president we've ever had in this regard. And we have no way of knowing that. None of these other dudes were judged like this, heard like this, consumed this way. Yeah, presidency post-Obama, really presidency post-digital revolution, it's changed the game. You it's can't changing, deny that. No, it, yeah. it's changing who you are. ridiculous We just that. know more about who these people are, right? We know more about what they say and or do. Now, I'm not arguing that he should be able to do this. I'm just telling you, I'm not shocked by it. So therefore, there's no. I can only have outrage when I'm shocked by something. It, I, man, I, I was going to say, I'm going to remember that. I don't know. I don't know if that's. A, I don't know if that's a great system. But more often than not, if I see something coming, you're not going to get me angry over it because I know it's coming. And I expected this. As a matter of fact, if I took a transcript of everything the guy said over the last 24 months, this is. Nowhere near the worst thing he said. And yet, it seemed to be yesterday that the coverage was, oh, now we got him. Like, now there's a smoking gun. As if the grab him by the pee wasn't the smoking gun. Well, it, it's not like it's not like him saying something insensitive is going to be enough to impeach him. So I don't know what you feel like you got out of that. Like, oh, that's it. Got him. Okay. Yeah, what'd you get? I mean, Nothing's going to happen. I, I think it's, if nothing else, you're right. I mean, there's plenty of examples of presidents swearing in the past, and it's not like I have a problem with using a Let language me some more like extra that. slack in there so from, a, from a bunghole. But there's from a, a nut hang. There's a difference to me like saying, like saying something on a hot mic, saying something in a private conversation, and saying something in the middle of the, in the, middle of the White House, like as you're sitting there talking about real issues. I feel like I would agree- that's where the difference is. I would agree, except for the fact that, and maybe I just don't have a high enough opinion of other people. But I don't believe that those things were never said by other presidents. I'm not one of these people that now, because I can hear it, I go, this must be the first time this has ever happened. Of course not. Of course not. Now, you're also going to see this online a lot. Well, this is how we would describe it. And people, politicians, will describe cities in our own country as this term. You're a little bit right. We all do kind of do that. But again, the president should have a different standard for his for his yeah. public words, even though it was a private meeting, but he knows he's talking to other people. He should have a different standard for his words than I have to have. He should have a different standard for his messaging than you should have. And the fact that he doesn't seem to pick up on that, and I don't know why you would, why would you? Because everything he says, nothing ever happens. So why would you? You're not going to learn your lesson. If you constantly yell at your kid for doing the same thing, but no punishment comes, what's your kid going to do? He's going to continue to do the same thing. Especially when your kid is a 70-year-old man who is a billionaire who has become the president of the United States of America. Your kid ain't listening at this point, dude. So yeah, you, you know you can you can you can think this is the smoking gun, but it's not changing his behavior. And what we don't get more immigrants from Norway because well, it's not so bad over there. People want to leave bad places to go someplace better. So in reality, when we're all going to say that, because that's what we're all going to say today, he's not exactly wrong with what he said. Isn't that how you... Now, I don't know. I've never been to Haiti. For all I know, it could yeah, be the I was going to say, I've never been to Ghana. I don't know. It could be the best place ever. But traditionally, it's been kind of sold to you on the news as this desperate, desolate place. Now, traditionally, Norway has been sold to you on the news as the socialist utopia, right? Where they're just taking high taxes, that whole Scandinavian socialism. Yes. So, like, I'm just surprised that, like, for somebody who's so anti, like, nope, don't do that, that you would, you would point to Norway as, like, well, that's where we want them from. But, but does he know that? 
I, I, I mean, I did he hope. know that? I, I, I don't hope. know. He didn't know the <laughs> words of the national anthem the other night at, at the national championship game. So to not, so I don't think it's a leap to then assume that he doesn't know the inner workings of the Norway system, right? Norwegian, sorry. Got a little Trumpy in there in my delivery. That he doesn't know that system. But yeah, people don't want to leave other places that are awesome. So in reality, what he said is, I would imagine, is I don't want to call it true because then people are going to lump me in with him, and I don't want that. But admit, in, your, in the back of your mind, don't you even, let's say this, average American, before you get all up and on your horse and want to demonize him for what he said, I'll just ask you, I could send you to the worst city in America and you'd rather live there versus Haiti, right? That ultimately is the point he was making. It's just he's the president and used words that you shouldn't use while being president. That's the biggest crime here. It's not the mentality. It's not what he thought. The crime was he used words presidents shouldn't use. But welcome to the Trump presidency. This is what he does. It's what he has done. It's what he will continue to do. Because it doesn't seem to affect him negatively any way, shape, or form. It doesn't. I don't, so, dude, if I kept doing something and no ill was coming of me of it, I'm going to walk away with the perception, oh, I can do this. Reward is coming to him. You can't tell me right now that his base isn't like, hell yeah, baby. Well, like 100%. Here's the other thing on that, too. If we're going to be honest about it, this is one of those things where even white liberals in this country outwardly are going to pretend that you're so offended by what Trump said yesterday while secretly in the back of your mind agreeing with him. You do. Most of us agree with what he said, meaning, dude, like, this, but except for the fact of he's wondering why. It's like, well, no, I don't wonder why. This place is probably better than others, and that's why they want to come here. Some other places are probably on par with America, so you know what? We'll just stay here if it's on par. But ultimately, I think I saw so much vitriol for the president yesterday, and I was curious to, is some of this, are you being mad at you? Because that's what you thought until you saw the president thought it, and then it looks awful when it's being retweeted by every news outlet in the world. And so then you were then faced with some of the things that are that are twirling around in your own brain, and you're taking out the anger that you have reserved for you onto the leader of the country. My guess is there's at least some of that. There's at least some of that in you. But he's not going to change the language. We've seen it. He swears. I mean, dude, from a podium. And you can tell them to go F themselves. I mean, dude, after that, I mean, what are we arguing about? Asshole? After you can tell them to go F themselves. We're up in arms over asshole places? It just seems a little like, you know, this is coming. And there's a little bit of, uh, of people who hate Trump. And this is got this is totally true. They were salivating yesterday over this. Because you got your favorite pre- birthday present ever. You get to jump up and down in the president for another 24 hours. And secretly, that's what you want. That you love when he does this, because then you get to get out your little rage machine, and you get to be angry for the next 24 hours about what the media told you to be angry about. This, I'm telling you, this has been said by the presidents you consider to be great. Reagan, Clinton, Obama, they all had said things like this. We just didn't hear it. Doesn't make it right. But this, don't pretend that this is the first time this has happened in this country. Guys, come on. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock, rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9.
1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. You can follow along with the program at Sansbury Show via Twitter. And uh, that's currently where I'm getting my ass handed to me. All right. In the Twitter poll this morning. Oh, yeah. We were talking about where you keep cash in your pocket or in a wallet like a freak. And 82% of you are claiming that you keep your money in a wallet. There's a hundred freaks out there. Just weirdos. God. I'm telling you, dude, it's creepy. What are you doing? Keeping your money designed where it was meant to be kept? I, uh... Yeah. I, I don't... I don't know. I, dude, 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 there comes time where technology moves forward. And where you no longer need things that you used to need. And you don't need the wallet. You look like a weirdo. I don't, I don't understand why is it weird. I understand. Hey, dude, I don't like to have a wallet in my pocket. I feel like it's too clunky. You're sitting there like Costanza. Well, you it's bad for your out. back. Yeah, but 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 why why is it weird? <laughs> I mean, like, okay, bad for your back. But that doesn't make me a weirdo. I've never, I just, I don't see it. Like, even when I'm at Giant Eagle and the, like, like paying for stuff, I watch people behind me. I can't stop staring at people. And I haven't seen people pull out a wallet and take cash out of it, you weirdos. Must be uh, must be that eighty-two percent of just just people who are trying to bring Stansberry down on uh, on the Twitter poll. Then. I feel like that is what's That's happening. That's what it is. It's a, it's an orchestrated effort. Spantone said to me, he's like, "Well, if you're worried about sitting on, just put your whole your whole wallet in your front pocket, dude. That feels so weird." And I equated it to like I might as well cut my grandfather's ass. Why? Why? Because why? I, that's it's a, the same kind of feeling. It both feels creepy and like I shouldn't be doing it. I um I'm gonna disagree. I, I feel like there's another level of creepiness. Maybe I gotta grab my grandfather's ass again. Maybe it's nice. Maybe huh? you shouldn't be grabbing it no matter what, dude. Keep your hands off grandpa. All right, now Kylie brings Me up too. an interesting point. She's like, Sansbury, you're forgetting about the vast amount of women who listen to you. And okay. she's like, our pockets are not big enough to put things in. Yeah, but you guys have a purse. Like you're that's the, just it. You're allowed to take something from Gander Mountain, strap it on your shoulder and then leave for the day with everything you goddamn own. Yeah. Where men, if we have anything and it goes in something that's not our genes, we're looked at as feminine. Well, and if we put something in our jeans, all of a sudden we're looked at as like grandpa butt toucher or something like that. I This is where that all started was the concept of women have purses and men don't have anything, which is why I want to make a push for the fanny pack coming back. I really do think now's the time. Like it's, it's 2018. They've already tried to bring back monocles and unicycles and handlebar mustaches. Why can't we bring the fanny pack I'm back? I'm being asked, what's the difference between a wallet and the phone in the front pocket? Well, I would tell you that the major difference is that one of the design, one of the, the one of the things they thought about in designing the phone is being able to slide it in and out of your front pocket because they assume that's where most people were going to put it. Where the wallet was designed to be folded over and then sat on top of, and and so dude, it, it's a completely different design. The dude, the wallet's super bulky in my front pocket. The phone, my, my phone, I have an I have an iPhone eight plus. It's one of the biggest phones on the market, and I can't even tell it's in my pocket. Now that I've had it a little while, I'm accustomed to it. Where if I take my wallet and I put it in my front pocket, I just feel like, oh god. You don't think maybe if you kept your front pocket or your front or your wallet in your front pocket for a while, like your iPhone eight plus, I can never. No, what I'm saying is I can never make it long enough. So, so you can you can adapt to the iPhone, but you can't adapt to the wallet. Your wallet doesn't go in your front pocket. Your wallet goes, in, dude. Your wallet goes in the goddamn trash <laughs> okay, can. All right, dude. You know where wallets go? Where do they go? Underneath cigarette machines. <laughs> when not in 1975 when you needed them. 
Yeah, dude, what are you people still carrying wallets? Why for? did you need money or why did you need it back then? If anything, you probably had less credit cards. You probably why didn't, why didn't everybody like why did wallets even get invented? That's a that's honestly, that's a great point. <laughs> that's an excellent point. What do we need this for? Hey, look, I'm gonna spend thirty bucks on this thing a rubber band will do. Like you're absolutely right. What were we doing that for? We were being hustled by the goddamn leather companies. That's what it was, Phantom. It was fashion that did that. People are talking to me about the money clip. Money clip? Dude, what is this, 1988? Rip the T-tops off, for Christ's sake. So so you're just saying just ball of cash in the pot? Not ball of cash. What are you people, Jesus, what are you people, stupid? So You, you so, take the money, okay. and you fold it over one another, Okay. big to small bills there, and you just slide it in the pocket. Dude, what, what what's happening in your guys' pockets? Are there money monsters at the bottom of it? Just like the Mucinex no. dudes just ripping up your cash in the bottom but of your pocket? you're pulling stuff out of your pocket. You've got, you know, hey, your keys are down here. You don't want to accidentally pull out a bill with it, and all of a sudden the 20's left in the parking lot. Oh, see, I keep the things I keep things separated. What are you, Michael Jackson? You got 28 zippers I, on, your po- on your jacket? No, but I'm a grown person, and I feel like I carry three things around with me, and so like two front pockets will get that done. And, you know, people keep giving me this, too. You know, you have one of those cell phone cases that's got your debit card and your and your ID attached to it. Lose your phone, lose your whole life. Well, I'm an adult and I don't really lose things anymore. Like I can't tell you the last time I lost something because I kind of watch my items and kind of know where they are, especially if it's my money. Like my debit cards, my entire my debit card and my phone are my entire life. So at all times, I kind of know where it is. Because of that being important to me. I don't really worry about losing things anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not getting blacked out drunk sleeping in front of bars like I used to. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, I don't ever really worry about losing anything. I'm telling you, take your cash out of your out of your wallet. You guys look like freaks. I don't care what the Twitter. I should have known Twitter and then and these people were going to ruin me. And in and, and my ideology about where, where your wallet goes. Ideology. Yeah. Ideology. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, dude. dude, your wallet goes in the goddamn garbage can. That's where it goes. We're doing a wallet drive. Monday, <laughs> no, Tuesday, we're doing a wallet drive. You bring us wallets, and we give you high fives. I don't have anything else for you because you're just keeping up with the rate of traffic. We do have $1,000. We'll pass that out next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. We have $1,000. We'll pass that out here momentarily. So I just posted a video at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show or on Twitter at Stansbury Show showing my cell phone case that keeps my card and my debit card in my back pocket or in my in, on the back of my cell phone there so I don't carry a wallet. I'm kind of anti-wallet, right? And so a woman who listens to the program a lot, like, kind of tweeted in and said, well, what if you, but if you lose that, then you lose everything, right? And so then I did what I always do, which is get up on my hill, and I was going to kind of tell you, well, dude, let me tell you why that's not a problem for me, because mm-hmm. I don't lose stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown-up. I don't lose things, mm-hmm. and leave it to my friends of all people. My friend Jackie texted me. She's like, bro, you lost your goddamn pants. Like oh, you yeah, lost a you pair, did. you lost a pair of your pants. You did. Like if you don't know where your pants are, you're gonna know where your cell phone is. I had thought my laundry had given my laundry service gave a pair of my jeans away, and they didn't. They were just still in my not closet. Not just thought, accused. You'd be rated. Let them know. Did not berate. Just said. I'm curious. This is this is what had happened. And then sure enough, now I went back and they were in my closet. So yeah, once upon a time I did lose a pair of pants. I mean, not once upon a time. It's like two weeks ago, bro. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, this wasn't like, oh, yeah. dude, yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, I lost some pants there. 
But I have not lost my... Oh, dude, what am I doing? I got a long weekend coming up. Don't say you never lost your cell phone. Before you know it, dude, I'm going to have to come in here Tuesday and be like, guys, guess what? I lost, lost my cell phone. Lost my cell phone. Lost my credit cards. Lost my credit cards. Lost my ID. Good news is, is I know you bank with CSE. You can shut that thing off right from the app right there. Oh, wait, you lost your cell phone. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. I can do it via the computer, too, though. I can log into my account and shut everything down right from there. You're right. That there is one is. of the benefits of banking there with CSE. Throw your wallet away. There it is. I'm telling you, I just, I don't like the way it feels in my back pocket. And like sitting on it, it's bad for your back and that whole thing. Well, I want the fanny pack to come back. Then you don't have to worry about it. You just have it right on the hip there. Right on the hip there. So why don't you just go get a fanny pack? I don't know where to buy one. Where do I even go? An Arrowhead? Do they have those? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm sure. I'm sure they have an ALF one. Uh, what I'm going to say right now, and by the way, uh, ALF is on Amazon Prime right now. Went back, and I was like, dude, this isn't going to be that good. ALF was hilarious, bro. <laughs> hilarious. I could see some of those jokes holding up. Like, they really did. I, I had low expectations because I was like, dude, it's an afternoon. What are you doing? You're sitting around watching ALF. What's wrong with you? And I started watching it, and he was telling Willie about eating the cat. And in the first season, he was drinking beer all the time. Dude, ALF was hilarious. It really was um but but if arrowhead doesn't have them i'm, I'm sol dude, no, i don't think they do because there's haven't bought them yet i don't think you, you are though because um i have a school teacher here yeah who's tweeting in saying uh you know i teach you know elementary school and they're all starting to wear them to oh. school now oh, ahead of the curve your boy fantone Ooh. is i like that i like that when i'm doing what young people are doing i feel cool i feel hip yeah no apparently uh you don't want to reword that. <laughs> you like doing what the what, what elementary the, what kids? What the young people are doing? I want to, you know, I want to stay cool and relevant. So um, yeah, dude, me and you, sixth graders, we're out there with with our fanny pack. I'm not sure I have ever rocked the fanny pack. I've had a backpack a lot of my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know I mean? the Jansport you were walking around with. I mean, sometimes in this, uh, sometimes I'll bring a backpack to work with me. I'll keep a notebook in it and maybe my phone, some other stuff. And like when we do live remotes, I always have a backpack with. Ninety one, you weren't, you didn't have a fanny pack. Eighty nine through ninety one. No. no, you sure? No, I surprised. well, I'm surprised. Can I be sure? <laughs> I, I don't want to say sure because then my brother's gonna be like, oh yeah, Dick? yeah. Look at this. Look at these photos. But I don't ever remember. I because I think when those became like the thing, right. I was old enough to laugh at the adults who thought they were cool by wearing it. Okay, right in that middle part. So right I there. think, yeah, I think it, I think I was already past it. Yeah, I think I think like ninety ninety one rolling around. My parents were taking me to Cedar Point. I needed one, and I, why I don't know because I thought I had, like. And the thing was back then is like, what did you have in your pockets? All right, you, well, I mean, keys, wallet. What else did you have? There were only three fanny packs back then. Okay. They, you had the solid black, the neon yellow, right, right. or the American flag. No, I think <laughs> I had the neon yellow, and I had lines like like shaved into the side of my head. Sure dude. Oh, dude, it was the 90s. It was a great time, sure it was a great time to be alive right Yeah, there. dude. I mean, dude, you know, uh, what should we call it? Vanilla Ice is in the, tu- right, in the Turtles movie. Right. Why wouldn't I want a, a couple of lines in my head right there? Uh, at Big Ohio on Twitter says, uh, tell Fantone you can find fanny packs on Amazon. Okay. Well, then, you know what? I'm an Amazon Prime member. Maybe I uh, maybe I need to start bringing it back. Yeah, I was going to say, eBay's definitely got to have them. Yeah. All right, hold on. We got to know. We got to know. We got to know. What do we got? What I got to know. I mean, just at this point, you would think that like... What's a fanny pack going to cost you would think that fanny packs are going to be, you know, in cat prints and fanny packs are going to, you you know, like have those like stereotypical, like hipster young things. I just can't believe somebody hasn't done that. 
Oh, dude, new black leather fanny pack, yeah. men's waist belt bag, yeah. women's purse for your hip. Six ninety five. Buy it oh, new. Oh, dude, six ninety five. New. Dude, Buy it I, you now. Know what, you know what? It might be time. Oh, dude, they come in different shapes and sizes. It now. Might be time for your boy to start uh, to start a trend right here. All right, you know one of the yo know, like a money belt. I know, like you yeah. know, they used to sell those back. My dad used to carry one of those. Like a had, money belt where you had like the dimes and nickels on the side. No, there, like when it was like a long like a uh, band. Oh, and you can and, put your money in the yeah, belt. Yeah, okay. and you had okay. well back then it was travelers check. Okay. It's what you have. <laughs> okay. It's okay. What you, you know why I don't like these, right? No. Why? You know me better than most people. Why? What, what's happening? And here? you should know why the fanny pack is something that your boy uh, can't rock. You don't want to say the word fanny? Is I that don't, the issue? I don't like it. Again, <laughs> fanny to me seems very much a pedophile word. Well, fannies, I'm not listen, if we could re if we could rebrand them, if we could call them something else, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you. Fanny pack to me is here's a creamsicle. I'm gonna Pat you on the fanny. It just it just screams sexual predator to me, dude. And even the rock when he's wearing it, it's like, dude, kid toucher. What are you doing? There should be alarms going off on top of your head. Kids or grandpas, one of the two, dude. Just something sexual deviant going on. Yeah, there. you wallet and fanny pack, people, dude. I'm telling you, I want you all in a line. I'm doing a firing squad. I'm mowing everybody down. I'm Tony Rizzo. I'll mow you over. No, maybe I won't, and I'm never equating myself to Tony Rizzo ever, ever, ever again. We have $1,000. It's up for grabs right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9.30, we'll talk to Red Sun Rising. They're going to stop by the studio. We'll also let you take a listen to their brand new track. Be good stuff there. Excited to have those guys in. I got good news for you, Phantom. I need it. During the break, yeah, people have tracked down a WWE championship Ooh. belt fanny pack. Ooh. So it looks like the belt there, but it's a fanny pack. They're now trying to track me down to kiss one. I'm sure it's not going to be too hard to find. No, dude, kiss, kiss put their name on everything. On right? everything. Yeah. Well, dude, a WWE belt. I, uh, dude, I feel like it's a self fulfilling prophecy right here. I like it. I'm in. Yeah. I, uh, I can't wear the fanny pack. I'm not surprised you said it so many times. I don't like saying it. <laughs> I don't. I feel weird. I feel like, dude, the word fanny, I might as well buy an ice cream truck when I leave here today. Like, I just feel like that's that's who uses words like that. Again, people are on me on the, on the cell phone case. If you lose it, you're screwed. And yeah, I lost a pair of jeans. Yeah, you Technically, did. I didn't lose them. I just had, dude. There's, yeah, misplacing okay, something. Here it is. All right, misplacing something nope. isn't losing. Nope, they were misplaced. Nope, and yet they were still in my living, you know, <laughs> quarters there. <laughs> so technically, if that no. happened with my phone, I wouldn't be worried about that. Either. Not at all. I wouldn't be worried about it. No, not at all. I would still have it there. Have you seen? I'm sure you've seen this now. Where over the last few days. Doctors are now warning about a meme that's going on online. I have. Now, over like the last five years, I would say, probably under, let's say three, you've seen a lot of these like fake memes where like they give horrible like advice on how to fix your own car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you put, you know, windshield wiper fluid in your gas tank and it'll go faster. And like, let's see how stupid people are and things like that. And um, I've, I've known, my buddy's a car mechanic 
And I have another buddy who's a motorcycle mechanic, and they tell me all the time, he's like, you wouldn't believe the, the things that people will, be, will buy when they see it online. Which is ridiculous to me. Now that, you know, it's not like it's not like 15 years ago and the internet was still relatively new and you were just kind of like trying to find your way through it. But the fact that somebody can share something that says, hey, put a screw in your tire and it'll give you better traction. If you do that, you kind of deserve whatever comes to you. I would agree. You, you really kind of do. I, I have agree. no sympathy for that. Yeah, like you didn't. How did you not know that puncturing something that holds air is not good? Right. Common sense, number one. And then number two, the concept of like fake news has just been permeating through our mouths for the past like two years. And if you can't wrap your head around everything on the Internet is not true, uh, very little, very little, you know, yeah. we can do for you. If here. the Onion premiered last week, right. then maybe I could get it. Yeah, but I mean, right. it's been it's been an online source for a decade plus. So the new one of these is. And I'm sure other laundry detergents use these things, but it's called the Tide Pod, mm-hmm. and they're like the little plastic bag, and they got two different, co- well, ultimately three different colors in there, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily look like laundry detergent. No, a big thing that was happening is kids were eating them because they look like candy. They and that's have, how the meme starts. That's it's the same color. It's kind of shiny. It does kind of look delicious. And it, I mean, don't think I'm wrong. It smells good too. I, I you know, I. As I looked at this the other day, I was like, what a bunch of idiots. But then I realized, well, not everybody in the world's a grown-up, right? Right. And I will say that I was at least lucky to grow up in an era where laundry detergent looked like sand. Like, you didn't want to eat sand. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you're eating a pixie stick, which kind of looks like sand, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, it's not... I didn't think about the pixie stick, It's not unheard of to, you know... And kids were still doing it. That's why there were warning labels on everything. But you're seeing people now post these on, like, you know, they're putting them as, like, pizza toppings or in a bowl. It looks like cereal or, or things like that. And now doctors are legitimately saying, like, look, man... We're warning people because we know this is going to be an outbreak and people are going to start eating these. As a matter of fact, I'm watching a girl put one in her mouth right now in a video. She bites into it and the thing breaks in her in her mouth. Now, to kind of like, you know, to buy into the meme and be like, all right, hey, I'm going to put this on pizza. That's one thing. It's stupid, but it's one thing. But to actually put it into your mouth and bite it, you're on a new level. That's not that's not taking the joke and running with it. That's putting yourself into danger. No, there. because where did you get it? They don't sell outside of like in a laundromat I don't I can't imagine they sell them in singular packs so you had to pull it out of it's like right it's I mean they come in like the big plastic bowl like 50 now of that, them yeah, yeah and I think. where you rip the top off of it now you know you're gonna hear a lot of people or see a lot of people post this is natural selection let it happen but I mean, I, I just—I mean, I don't know if I can be that callous. What what age though does this become your responsibility? At what point in your life is it your responsibility not to drink the bleach? Fifteen. Fifteen. I feel like that's kind of old. I feel like twelve, ten, somewhere in there. But like, all right, I want you to be able to walk to school at ten, right? So at that point, you should probably not then eat, have eat, be eating bleach eating, at ten. Eating laundry detergent. Yeah, right. that's probably. Fair. I, I think it's funny in the sense of like. It's ridiculous, and it caught on, and people like, like I said, like they put it on a pizza and melted it, and it's like, okay, kind of funny, I guess. But the fact that one of these things that I saw was somebody, you know, like those dab rigs that they have now. This is oh, for, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is for weed smokers. Um, they've got these new, like, essentially they look like bongs. Somebody, like, you know, butaned it up, got it hot, and popped one of those things 
squeezed it in there, and then ripped off of it, like smoked it. And this kid looked like he was going to die. He looked like he was going to die. I don't know, but I would imagine you might be in the danger of that, I would, right? I would expect so. I would. And, like, here's the thing, too, is these all have warning labels. Ever since five-year-olds started popping them in their mouths, dude, Tide was like, bro, we got to get ahead of this. And now all of a sudden, 15-year-olds are like, no, I'm going to eat it? Idiots. I think it's just one of these things you can never underestimate people's desire to go viral. It used to be like, you know, my dad's age, people will do anything to get on TV. Now it's like any, dude, these people will do anything. And that's why it's getting worse. It was like, you know, yeah, you might go on Fear Factor and eat bugs for like a hundred grand. Where now it's like, you don't need the TV network anymore. You're a TV network. You just need people to share your things. And so then it escalates and escalates and escalates. And who can do the dumbest, craziest thing? And a vast majority of things that go quote unquote viral, vast majority. Now you can point to outliers in this, but like a vast majority of those things, you're never going to get paid off of. No. You're never going to get, you're never going to monetize it or anything like that. Like the dude, like the dude, there's this video going around right now who like slipped and fell and couldn't get to his job driveway because it was so icy that guy's never going to see a red penny from ever it. so like if you think that you you know dab ripping one of those uh one of those tide packs is going to turn you into a millionaire you're an idiot no i got a buddy who's like a, a who's like on youtube and like you know he does shows and things like that and i asked him i said when did you start making money from youtube like from from your channel and he said i didn't start getting paid for things that ran on there until i hit over three hundred thousand followers He's like, then all of a sudden it, it was like, okay, there's money to be made here. But outside of that, like he was like, dude, he's like, it, people think it's like, oh, you post three videos and now you're the next YouTube sensation. He's like, that's not the way it works. It's three years of posting out things and everybody telling you how much you suck and how unfunny you are. And then all of a sudden it pops. And I said to him, yeah, you mean like doing radio shows? <laughs> you mean, you mean like this? Every time you, every time you start in a new city, you're the worst. We hate you. You suck. Bring back what's their names. We're, and then all of a sudden a year in, then they all love you. I was going to say, we're three years in Right now, is it gonna pop soon? Is that what you're telling me? Today's no. the day is gonna pop, baby. No, okay. we have home and garden okay. show tickets. We'll get you hooked up next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Can't Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, wrqk.com. Another opportunity to thousand dollars happens at nine ten, and then nine thirty. We'll talk to Red Sun Rising. They uh, release a new track called Death Wish. Right. Stop by the studio. Whoa. Talk to those guys. Speaking of Death Wish, have you ever heard of Death Wish coffee before? Yes. It's like the super caffeinated yeah. stuff. Yeah. So my girlfriend's sister got me some for Christmas, and it's the Zach Wild blend. And I'm like, all right, dude, it's going to be awesome. I don't know. It just kind of tasted like coffee to me. I thought it was going to be like, all right. It didn't get you like all um like jacked up? No, and I even made it French press style, too, because I got that for Christmas. So, Did you really? Oh, dude, game changer. It sucks because you're not making a pot. You're only making like a cup, cup and a half yeah, at a time. Yeah, but it's so good. But it is good. And I was like, all right, I'm getting the Zach Wild coffee. Coffee, baby, I'm gonna be like, bitch, and I'm gonna throw this whole thing over. And uh, dude, no, I mean, it was all right, it was good. I'm not saying it was bad coffee, it just wasn't like your heart's gonna blow up coffee. I, uh, what the French press cost you? Uh, not much, I think like 25, 35 bucks, something like that. Now, now, how's that roll? Like, I need the actual coffee bean, correct? You gotta get the coffee bean, you gotta get a grinder, too. Got one of those. So, so, well, no, you can't use the same grinder, these have to be Damn two, it. two separate grinders. See, I can't be having all these grinders, <laughs> but you just, uh, you just kind of like a sandwich, you coarse grind the coffee, okay, dump it in there, put Hot water on top of it. And then you press it down, mm-hmm. right? And then you press it down, and then you pour it. And it is. It's a good way to make coffee, no question about it. What um, happened there? If one of your relatives listened to the show and go, <laughs> we should teach this kid how to be a barista, is that what happened? 
Is that what happened? No, it was my girlfriend. She maybe, knows. Maybe fallback category? She knows. Uh, I, uh, dude, I would like a French press. Yeah, it's nice. It is. Because, you know, as I wake up Saturday, Sunday morning in, in the apartment, like a whole pot, you know, I'll drink half of it, probably throw the rest of it out. So, like, a French press would actually be really good for me, single serving there. People always talk to me about a Keurig. I've had one. Um, it's an expensive way to make coffee at home, but it is good. I'm, you know what I mean? But, it, but it, 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 for me, it seemed to be an expensive version. Yeah, I mean, if you're buying, if you're buying those pods, they're going to be expensive. I've got one of those refillable ones that you can, you know, you can fill, put your own coffee oh, in yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, My ex and had that. I've she got, loved it. I've got the one where you can either do a single serving Keurig or you can do a full pot Keurig, and that's pretty nice. But it, it, French press, I would totally recommend to you. Yeah, I kind of want one of those. You should get it. So I need to ask you a Cavs question. Okie dokie. Because Ty Lue's out there now. Okay. And he's saying that when you get in a slump, guys start worrying about me, 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 me. That's his quote. And he says, we have to start to get away from our agendas. Now, you watch the Cavs, pay attention to the Cavs a lot more than I do. So in your amateur opinion, you're not a Cavaliers expert. No, I am not. Okay. In, in I'm your, an expert of anything. In, tell you guys right now, I am an expert of literally nothing. Okay. In your amateur opinion, yeah, who is he talking about in particular? Um, I don't know if they. And I just, just uh, he's not get, isolating anyone. You know, I, 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 I don't think he is. And okay. I have not watched these last two games where the Cavaliers have gotten trounced. So like I mean, they got smoked last. I mean, night. smoked last night and smoked the night before. And with with the West Coast coming over to Cleveland soon, it's not a great time to be in a slump right now. Um, but I, I think there's a valid point there when you talk about when you get into a slump, you do start thinking how even if it's not even like how can I go get my points, it's how can I help win? Or like what can I do? to win. You're going to have guys I got to pick are, my game up. Right, you're going to have guys okay. that, that that decide to step out of their roles to try to make the team win, to try to make the team better and like, well, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take 100 shots and it's like, well, bro, that's not your job out there. So I think there is a little bit of like Especially when it comes to professional sports, there are lanes. There are like, all right, man, this is your job. This is specifically what you're supposed to do. Pass the ball. Guys get outside of their lane once they get into this panicked feeling of like, oh my God, I have to do anything I can to win. And that's when you start to see teams kind of like good that's teams fair. start to deteriorate, which I think is what the Cavaliers are having go on here. Um, worth noting with the Cavaliers, um, and, and, and certainly I'm not sticking my head in the sand like, no, everything's fine. They'll be fine. Um, but there's a lot of moving pieces parts right now. The reintegration of Isaiah Thomas, Tristan Thompson coming back. So you didn't watch last night? I did not watch last dude, night. Because, dude, people were... These were the words used online last night to describe Isaiah Thomas. Hobbled. They used the other C word you probably shouldn't use. I mean, people are saying, dude, like, you can see it. Like, he's not ready. Um, it's going to take time. I mean, there's no question about it that it's not, you're not just going to go from not playing basketball for seven months to all of a sudden you're back in it. I think he, and I mean, like I said, I haven't watched these last two games, but I think he's played confidently so far. And I think that's all you can ask for in the first month back from a major injury like that. As long as you feel like your body's able to do it. And as long as you're able to put yourself in those situations. Uh, now, maybe last night he was, he was the opposite of that, but I, I mean, it seemed I've, to be the overall tone. It was like Isaiah Thomas does not look physically ready. I, I, I have I have patience with a project like that. That that to me is like, all right, that's to be expected. That's to be like when you're coming back from you know almost a year of not playing, you're going to need a little bit of time. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably going to you got to knock the rust off. I mean, I, I, I'm not what I do for a living is even physical. And I can tell you, you take a year off of doing shows, go back and do a show, it's tough. Take two weeks off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Take two weeks off, and all of a it's sudden fair. we're like, wait a second, what do I do here? How do we how do we interact with each other? Hell, we've been doing a show for almost four years now, and we still can't get it straight. Um, the uh, 
The other thing that happened last night with the Cavaliers, and I don't know if this was actually Kyrie Irving or if this is somebody who just was using Kyrie Irving's name online, but there's like this basketball blog, I think it's called Ball is God, mm-hmm. and it's like one of these things that people will follow on Instagram and Twitter and they like and give you highlights and you know, you know, clips of videos and stuff. And there was a video of LeBron like laying into the Cavaliers bench, like yeah. laying into it. Yeah. Good. And the tag, right. And the tag was, I mean, Tom Brady does it. I mean, that's what leaders do. Right. Sometimes you got to get on, you know, the people who work with you. And he is like kind of like yelling, screaming, doing the whole thing. And the quote is, LeBron is, is, is furious with the Cavs. And Kyrie Irving liked it. Which, this is this new breed of athlete. I don't know for sure it was him. It could have been a fake account. Right. I don't know for sure. Okay, But this is this new breed of athlete now. Much like I've been talking about like with the president for the last couple of days, he doesn't speak the presidential language. These athletes no longer speak the athlete language that I did growing up. Where if you got into an argument on the court, guys would maybe trash talk. You'd maybe trash talk in the post-game press conference. But now because of this social media stuff, these guys can be so passive-aggressive with one another that I'm surprised we're not seeing more like outright like fights going on is isn't that what you i mean like isn't that what you kind of want out of your teams is like well yeah i left that team and i hate those dudes and you know what i mean because on one hand everyone's like oh they're all friends they all love each other and that's why the game sucks and now it's like yeah, well, people do have that opinion right yes. now it's like oh well you're are, are you tra- are you you know i just i don't have a problem with it i just find it interesting and that i'm surprised that dudes don't get punched more because of we don't even talk basketball anymore like you turn on these shows that are supposed to talk sports they never talk sports they talk what's happening with these guys' instagram accounts yeah to me especially in season and like i understand you know you have the right to say and do whatever you want and it's not like you should shut up just because you're a pro athlete but like to me very much like in season why would i even want that headache like why am i even checking that instagram why am i even checking that blog site like why even be a part of that to me it would just be so much easier to remove myself and be like, all right, I'll see you guys in the summer. Yeah, I just think they were raised differently. There's a different, you know, there's a different mentality. You can call it millennial, you can call it whatever you want. I just think there's a different mentality where back in the day it was like, dude, don't play into it. The more you play into it, the more story it becomes. Where these guys now are like, no, dude, I got platforms. I want to say things. I want to be out there. And it's, I just am surprised that in competition, after things like that happen, that we're not seeing more swings between grown men who feel like they're being disrespected both on and off the court now. I'm just surprised we haven't seen more of that. I mean, we kind of know Kyrie's this kind of guy. I mean, the stuff that's been that he's been doing since he left here, and some of the eye opening that's been happening on the fan base of the Cavaliers when you're no longer looking at Kyrie Irving through rose colored glasses. And I'll be the first one to admit, I totally was. He was my Cavalier. So some of the stuff that's been going on since he's left has just been like, what are you doing? And now the last thing I would tell you is, I the last thing I would do if I was Kyrie Irving is ramp LeBron James up. We've seen how that goes. You ramp that dude up and you normally end up paying the price for it we have a thousand dollars you'll have it next on rock 106.9 the stansberry show rock 106.9 rock 106.9 welcome back to the stansberry show we're on rock 106.9 we're also online for uwrk.com i have not been told that uh, their travel plans have been obstructed in any way so by that, that should mean that Red Sun Rising should be joining us in the studio at 930. Fingers crossed. I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a lot of interviews get bumped. Yeah. And so I uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm hopeful, but I know how this stuff can work, especially when there's supposed to be, as my grandfather would have said, supposed to be some weather. 
Excited to uh, excited to hear their new jam, dude. Not gonna lie, I like Red Sun Rising. Yeah, Death Wish is, is the name of that. Pride of Akron, right there. Yeah, screw Keith Kennedy. Indeed, <laughs> you know, indeed. That's that's a good point. LeBron James, who, what, Keith Kennedy, what, huh? He may be the biggest thing in Canton, but that's only circumference. It's not not necessarily popularity. Hey, so how you feeling over there, buddy? I feel like you're groaning, you're moaning. You okay? I, uh, dude. So I feel like I may have uh, I may have pulled a muscle. Okay. Because that's what somebody else said to me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> All right, screw WebMD. <laughs> it was one of these things where it was like where I was breathing. I was like in bed last night, and as I was like breathing in, it kind of felt like the left lower left side of my back was like filling up. Like, was like a container filling up with pain. <laughs> Is is how I said it, and uh, I thought it was kidney failure. You know what I mean? I was I like, "All right, is. I'm dying." You know what I mean? Like that's what's happening. Now, it was probably about a year ago you had a, uh, a kidney stone issue. Are you concerned about that at all? Over two years ago, that's over actually two years been, ago. Geez. Yeah, over two years Jeez. ago, that's been now. And um, no, that felt very, very different. Not that they're always going to feel the same exact way, but that pain I never noticed in my back. That pain was more along my side and towards the front of my okay. stomach. As it was passing through the tube itself, okay. that's where you felt that pain. So, a guy who works here, and it was actually Keith Kennedy. Not He was like, dude. He's like, I think you just pulled a muscle, and so he was like, turn to your side, like you know what I mean, kind of like you know, kind of do, kind of do the twist there, do the chubby checker there, <laughs> the twist. And he's right. Like it's not about breathing. It's not about moving. It's like it's about moving it in any way, and it starts to feel pain. Okay. So I like that better versus like, dude, you're breathing and your yeah. ribs feel like they're gonna you're snap. Gonna die. Yeah. I I like the fact. I feel like what's happening is is that this is a delayed reaction to slipping down the icy steps the other day. Okay. And so I mean, I hit myself pretty hard on the cement, and like my left arm still hurts. And so like where my arm would have been. Near that, like where this back issue is, it's not necessarily crazy. So I think what has happened there is like maybe I slept wrong the night before last, right. and I kind of like aggravated something that happened in that because it was like I was laying in bed last night watching um, episodes, which is a show I love on Showtime, by the way, and I think they're done with it now. But that show was so good, and it was um, I, it started to hurt like out of nowhere, and then today I woke up and I was like, oh god, and I thought I was like, well, I have not been drinking as much water as I normally do, right. So maybe I was like, maybe there's some dehydration issues going on. So I've been, I've, you know, I've been hydrating up all morning. I think you're gonna die. <laughs> That's the only reasonable explanation. Stansberry croaking. Dude, I hope so, dude. Like I, you know, I gotta tell you, you know, I've lived in this s hole country my entire life. I don't want to be here anymore. Now, you know, some people are gonna get really mad about that. Some I, people are. I love America. So some people are gonna get triggered. You might say, you <laughs> yeah, might be a little triggered there. Okay. I love America. America is the greatest. You're so PC, Stansberry. America, of course. Is, That's uh, a politically correct answer. America is the greatest. That's what they want you to say. So there's a video that I posted at wrqk.com, and I want to, I want to not pass judgment. Okay, but here comes the judgment. <laughs> no, I really don't because I feel like if you change said celebrity, I might be guilty of it. Right. Okay, right. and so I don't necessarily want to jump up and down on other people for something that I might do. But there's this video, and it's a little long. Um, you know, interest of full disclosure there. But Bill Cosby went to to a restaurant in Philly, and I don't know if he's from Philadelphia or, or, or what it is, but and apparently he's really popular. There. Yeah, no, no, Bill Cosby's from Philadelphia. Is he from, yeah, from, from yeah, Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah, and he, that's where he went to college, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe it was there. I, I don't um I, I don't really know you know his personal story like that. Bill Cosby's not in jail right now. No, Jesus. So he goes into a restaurant in Philly, 
and they're calling it a hero's welcome. And it's appropriately titled because people are like clapping and they're loving him and they're telling him how great he was. As a matter of fact, one fan goes so, so far as to say, I've always loved you because you never went negative. Or you never, no, I'm sorry, you, you never went dirty, I believe is the quote. Dirty. And Bill Cosby's comedy was a cleaner than normal act, okay? But dirty, I mean, dude, the guy raped him. Didn't it kind of have to be at that time, though? You know what I'm saying? Especially as, like, he was becoming the, like, the 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 black, you know... I think there was definitely... Well, I don't know. I mean, Richard started out pretty early. Um, But that was stand-up versus a sitcom. You know what I'm saying? Like, those, I feel like, are two different things. Yeah, but, I mean, that's how Bill got the sitcom, is by being by being a stand-up, and he was clean during that. I think he it was always his goal is to be like a television sitcom star where Richard, by Richard we mean prior, I don't think was ever really concerned about that. But I do think that there was some, like when Bill Cosby started hating on Eddie Murphy and all that stuff in the late 80s, I think there might have been, and this is just pure speculation on my part, I am not a Bill Cosby expert. You are not. I am not. And uh, I, but I would imagine that there was a little bit of Bill that was looking at Eddie, making all that money, Touring the being a rock star as a stand up comedian, and there was a little bit of jealousy of man, I wish I could say the P word, man, I wish I could MF, man, I wish I could do some of this because it's easy and there's money to be made doing it. And so, I'm willing to bet some of that hatred from Bill came from that. And again, like you got to worry about the people who get all high and mighty about other things, they're normally hiding some stuff. And sure enough, we ended up finding out Bill Cosby ended up hiding some stuff. So, I posted the video and I just asked the question. If you saw Bill Cosby and they and and you saw him in the restaurant, are you still interested enough? Can you look the other way on what happened? Do you want the selfie? Do you want the conversation? Do you want any of this stuff? There's plenty of things I can look the other way on in life. I don't know if rape necessarily is one of them. Yeah, it's not great. And I don't know if comedy is enough for me to kind of break that. Like <sighs> I, there's, I guess there's other things that maybe I would, but even that, like, what am I going to do? Like, look past, just because they're the president, am I going to be okay with taking a picture because he's a rapist? And I don't know. I don't know. They, you know what I mean? Like, if this was anything else, there's a plenty of things I can be like, dude, whatever, I don't care. But rape's something I care about. All right. Now, there have been... Hold on, I got to respond to Red Sun Rising real quick. They're on their way, so we should be good there. Nice. Um, there have been people who have accused a former president of sexual misconduct and being a rapist. I mean, rape was definitely one of the charges. As a matter of fact, people went as far as to say Hillary silenced rape accusers. Okay? And we have said from these microphones that that guy has normally been on the right side of history. And, I mean, you were at an event with him and viewed that as a day that where you, like... That was like a big day for you, that where you got to meet Bill Clinton. I guess I guess presidents maybe feel different to me. And like that's the thing with like President Trump is like one hundred percent would I take a picture with the guy and stand by him and, and yeah, I would because I feel like that's different. Um, I get what you're saying there because I, I agree with you. But at, at, at the same time, though, and I mean, honestly, I've kind of thought about that recently where it's like, am I cutting a pass here because I want to? And like, I, I can see why somebody would point that and being like, no, dude, that is hypocrisy. And like, I can't necessarily argue with that. See, like, that's why I didn't want to jump up and down on these people who are all loving on Bill Cosby, because 
one of my childhood idols is kind of going through this right now. Gene Simmons is kind of going through this. And he's been now accused by another woman who says he groped her at the restaurant opening. And I said when he, when I said before the, the news came out, I said, watch, Gene's going to get himself in trouble. I'll guarantee it. And then I remember when he when it did happen, I said, look, man, I'm not going to stop listening to Hotter Than Hell. I'm sorry. I like the album. I'm not going to stop listening to it. And so I don't want to jump up and down on these Bill Cosby people. And yet, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't do that. So is there anything that can happen that can turn you off of somebody? I mean, like, the dude from Lost Prophets, like, literally raped children. Michael yeah. Jackson literally raped kids. Are we just, I mean... I had listened to that Lost Prophets album, I think it was the second one, after that news came out. Right. Because I liked the album. Right. And I had found myself listening to it, and then there was a moment where I was like, this probably isn't right. Although... You can make the argument art's made, you know what I mean? Like it's been made. And so, and again, like I said about Kevin Spacey is like, do I really think we should take House of Cards off and screw all all those, the rest of those actors over? Like the rest of those guys in the band didn't do it. And so because one guy in the band did it, I don't know if I got to necessarily walk away from it. I, um, I, I, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. It's a hard line to draw there, but like, it really, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we should be able to stand by like our morals of like, Hey, there's only one consequence that I can give Bill Cosby. There's only one consequence that I can give Michael Jackson. And that's not to partake into your art. And if I, I mean, I can't, you threw the Cosby box. I, I can't put you in jail. You know what I'm saying? I can't make other things happen all i can do is just be done with you and i feel like that's appropriate i feel like what most people would do maybe not you maybe not me maybe maybe not some of the people listening but i feel what a lot of people might do in that situation is i think people would move the line for celebrities they don't care about and say nope i'm done but when it comes to a celebrity that you personally hold dear you're gonna go well i don't know i'm gonna skate him in much like how i do the well, you can't really get all that upset about celebrity death, but when Tom Petty died, I wanted to freak out. You see what I'm saying? I think we're all hypocrites. So inside. I was gonna say, so isn't that a shortcoming of us then? And yeah. I mean, shouldn't we try to shouldn't we try to improve that? Yeah, but are you going to? I, I don't I don't know if you're going to get there. I just it's, I wanted to jump up and down on these people, and I was like, dude, if Gene Simmons walked through the hallway today, you're gonna take a picture with that dude. You're gonna go over to him. You're gonna tell him how much you like the album. So no consequences. I don't know about no consequences. I'm just saying. Like, as much as I wanted to knock these people who want their picture taken with Bill Cosby. Now, uh, I don't really want to argue degrees. I mean, if you touched a woman sexually inappropriately, I don't want to be like, well, it's not rape. I mean, it's still, it's awful. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't want to, I don't want anybody walking away thinking that I think that that's okay to do that. Is it, just it, because it is different. Is there is there some sort of acceptance when you decide, like, no, I mean, it's not that important to me. Would you still be friends with somebody after you thought they raped somebody? No. So why would, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm not friends with Gene Simmons. I can just enjoy what Paul, Ace, and Peter did, right? Isn't, isn't, isn't. Isn't like War Machine less important than a friendship, than a person in your life? Like you can, you know. No, yes. But because it's less important is why I'm allowed to keep it. Is because it's just a song, not an allegiance to the human. I guess people will make the argument that by 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 listening to you, you're you're showing allegiance to it. Would I maybe reconsider wearing a kiss t shirt? Maybe. Maybe. I don't I don't know if I don't know if maybe I should be doing that. I, I can make that argument, um, but I, 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 all right, I'll tell you a story. So last year, I went back to Oregon over the summer, and I ran into a friend of mine, and I asked her, I was like, Where did, where's so-and-so? He moved, huh? 
And she said, yeah, so that story got weird. I said, okay. She's like, he was down on his luck. He moved in with my boyfriend and I. And one night we had all been drinking. My boyfriend got a little too drunk and he went back into the bedroom and went to sleep. I passed out on the couch and this guy in question uh, apparently was on the other end of the couch and she woke up and he was like on top of her trying to, you know, start sex happening. And as she's telling that to me, I was like, God, that's awful. How terrible that is. And I, every time he has tried to reach out and say hello to me, since then, I've just kind of like left it there where I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not responding because I just feel like that's far for a personal friendly relationship of me. I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not sure that enjoying a song is necessarily the same thing and or condoning it. I would have to listen to somebody who thinks it is and hear them out before I can really feel because I, I will admittingly there's just part of me that doesn't want to have to stop listening to Kiss records. There is part of it where it's yeah. just that. Yeah. And where no, I just don't want to have to do it. We're all going to draw different lines there. I guess the problem is is once you start drawing those lines for some you have to apply those lines Again, forever. And that's why I said I was like I want to jump up and down on these Bill Cosby people but I'm not gonna because like I said if, it, if, if instead of Red Sun Rising next it was Kiss I'm gonna put Gene Simmons on the radio, dude. Like that's going to happen. I would, I would definitely do that. But Red Sun Rising is on their way. We should be talking to them shortly on Rock 106.9. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "bank" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to two hundred two hundred. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa will get you hooked up with another thousand dollars. Ten ten this morning. She'll give you your next keyword for the day. Um, we're waiting on Red Sun Rising to arrive. Um, they're not here as of yet, as far as I know. The front desk has not buzzed me to tell me that they are here. Um, their label has reached out and told me that they are on their way. So we should still be able to fit them in before the end of the program. I got asked a question in the hallway today, All right. and I didn't know how to answer it. And I'm surprised that this is not a bigger debate talking point in today's world than it is. And a co-worker of ours asked me, dude, why are we off on Monday? And I said, well, it's Martin Luther King Day, dude. He said, yeah, 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 I know what the holiday is. I'm in full support of it. The man was fantastic. He said, but not a single one of us is going to do anything to recognize said man, said sacrifice. He's like, and ultimately, he's like, we're all going to take this day off and all complain about social justice warriors where he's the original yes. social justice warrior. 100% I will agree with that. People who are like, oh, you can't be protesting. I'm like, I don't know. We kind of gave somebody a day about it. <laughs> like the civil rights era was pretty big. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was a pretty big moment in this country. And I... Didn't know how to answer the question. He was like, isn't this going to be the new conversation in this country that it's almost offensive to take the day off and not do anything well in observance of it? I, I think that recently, I can't remember what magazine it was, but somebody put the the cover of that, and it was MLK, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee or something like that. And I don't necessarily like that because I don't like you putting 
historical figures putting words in their mouth essentially so like I, I i i understand why there's some level of like well this is what should be happening this is what shouldn't be what mlk day is supposed to be and what you're supposed to do during that day and why a lot of companies give you the day off it's supposed to be a day of service to the world it's right. supposed to be like hey you we gave you the day off Go do something good with it. Go yeah, but, volunteer. Go be a part of that. Yeah, I think his point was that nobody's going to do that. Well, it, well, not nobody, but that a vast majority of us will not do that. Who, so is that is that so? The company should take it away, or we should step I, up to the plate and, and do things. You well, know. I, I you know I don't know what his opinion was. He just said to me, he was like, I feel as if I should not take Monday off. I feel like I should come to work on Monday. I think Monday is a rotating holiday for us. If you if you don't want to take that Monday, I think you don't have to. You can swap it out for one of the other ones, right? You, I think you could swap it out as just a day in the future if you wanted to. Really? Yeah, I believe so. I uh, I'm surprised that this is not a bigger talking point via like the social media sites about guys. We're gonna take this day off, but that the, but nobody n- nobody represents it the right way. Now, what's going to happen, and what would happen in in the fallout of that conversation is you're gonna hear veterans say that about Veterans Day. You're gonna hear that you know about a lot, and they would be right. It's not that they would be right. wrong. Right. It's that I don't think anybody really observes any said day off of work for any other reason other than no alarm clock. I mean, couldn't there's plenty of people who like you on Thanksgiving, you didn't do Thanksgiving, you didn't have Thanksgiving day the not. way that, that that people like stereotype it's supposed to be. So like should you have not gotten the day off since you didn't do anything? No. Um I, I mean I I, I I spent that the way I chose to and ultimately that's my opinion on all of these. Right. Is that I don't know what's in your mind. I don't know what's in your heart. So therefore, I don't know that you didn't reflect on the on the reason for for taking the day off. I genuinely do, and this is something over the past I don't know maybe two three years I've kind of focused on is like, well, if I am getting the day off of work for this, I should do something in like at least observation of it. At least in like, all right, and, and maybe that is reflection for some people. Maybe uh, maybe you read the letter from the Birmingham jail, or maybe you you know choose to go be a part of uh, something positive in your community. But like that's why they give you the day off is so that you can take that time to you know hopefully observe the holiday how was you there, see fit. Was there ever a time in this country where people were really doing that? I don't know. Is, I, yeah, I mean, is there some people that are that didn't do it? Of course, are there? Some I'm saying, who was did? it was it was it the way it was back in the day? Was like they all went and did that, and then somewhere along the line, we've slipped on this standard, or has it always been from the onset of ah, I'm going to sleep until ten? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know when MLK Day became a thing. I mean, it, obviously, it was probably sometime in the 70s. I'm going to assume. I, I would imagine. Uh, you know, since he was killed in the late 60s, but. I mean, I, I don't know what it started as, and I don't know kind of you know what when that happened. But yeah, sure, I'm I'm sure it's lost some of its a, a meaning. I mean, that's over the, the years. I mean that's the way we do everything now. Like you know, Memorial Day is the same way, right? And it becomes more and more commercial. And there's a spot running right now. I don't even know what it's for, but somebody's like, "Hey, it's the MLK Day sale event," and like you know, that's that's what happens as we get further and further away from the meaning of something. Buy a washer and dryer instead. Yeah, dude. You know whatever it is. I don't whatever. Know what it is. I, 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 I have no idea what it is. But I don't like, know what it is. There's, there's there's places that use that as like a you know, and we've talked about this with Veterans Day and Memorial Day. It's like, well, I don't know about that, but like that's what the reality is. Yeah, I mean, when he hit me with that this morning, I was like, I, you gotta 
wonder why this isn't a bigging a bigger talking point online. Um, I, I guess at that point though, it's like, all right, well, so it's not a big enough talking point online. Is it like, all right, so now we've heard this and had this thought. Is this going to change your behavior? Is this going to make you decide to do something on Monday, or is it just going to be like, well, you know, this is what the company gives me, and this is what I'm going to take. Um, I'll probably be more the latter. I, I, I and and again, I'll lay bare because I, I just don't worry about doing it. I always do it. There will be a moment where I will think to myself, Monday, this isn't right. You should do something. And then I will explain it away in my brain by saying, you routinely do things the rest of the year. Kick the feet up. And that's wrong. And that should not be the way I approach it. But that is what will happen in my brain that day. As we're waiting on Red Sun Rising, should make you aware, two men were found dead after they exchanged gunfire near Monument Park. This was late last night, I'm hearing. Police responding to an alert by the city's shot spotter gunfire detection system. They were called around 20 to 10 last night to the 1500 block of 11th Street uh, near Monument Park Drive there. Um, The guy who heads up the police department's detective bureau then said five seconds later, another alert came in, meaning they were exchanging the gunfire there. Police arrived to find Justin Griffith, uh, 21. Um, lying in a small strip of grass near the railroad tracks just outside of the park. And he was taken to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. Uh, Tyrell Culver was found dead at a short distance away, the captain said. Both Culver and Griffith were armed with 9mm handguns and had suffered gunshot wounds to the upper body. While police were at the scene, people began to call 911 to report the incident. Uh, but so far, police have very little information as to what went on before that. If you have any information on that, you should call the Canton Police Department and let them let them be aware of what it is that you know. We're going to hit this final break here and try to save some room for Red Sun Rising next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio alter ego now. Text the keyword FLY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's FLY to 200-200. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. We are now joined in studio by a couple of the members of Red Sun Rising. We made it. uh, Yeah, you guys did make it. We were a little concerned. uh, I, I can't lie. Not that you ever would. But I've had bands flake, you know what I mean? No. Um, but you guys got a new single out today. Today. It's called Death Wish. We're going to let people take a listen to that here in a second. So I would imagine then new records coming out soon. New record, March 30th. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. And the website, if I have it right, is redsunrisingmusic.com. That's correct. So people can actually check out the video for the song we're getting ready to play. Are you guys in between touring now, still on a tour? Like, what's happening? Yeah, in between touring. We're, we're kind of in that process where the record's done, we're setting up the tour, and it's like, okay, how, what do we want it to look like when we come out? Like, you know, where do we want to go? Where, where do we want to start? How are you guys recording now? Is it like, we'll come off the road, take five days, cut a couple of tracks, or do you did you put a studio in the back of the bus, which is really popular now, or how are we doing that? Uh, for- Pretty much over the last year or so, we were just getting together in between tours and doing okay. sessions and just coming to the studio with like 40, 50 tracks, tracks ready to go. Trying to figure out. And then we went to uh, El Paso, Texas to cut the actual record. Now, I've always been curious about this because um, in a creative industry like I am myself, you have what you think you should do and what your partner may think you should do. And you come to the studio, you got 40 things. We all know not 40 things are going on the record. No. 
So how does that work then? Like, does it become, is it, is it, you know, well, I wrote this, so I, I get the vote. Like, how, how do we figure oh, out? Oh, man. Does the you art know, just stand on its own? That was interesting because uh, for the first time, we had five writing members in the band. Where, wow. Where, you know, where That's it wasn't a lot. just Mike and I. Yeah, well, yeah. everybody in this band, you know, they brought some personality to it. They brought something new to the table. But the other thing was that was different. This is the sophomore album. It's got some uh, expectation. It's got some pressure on it. And... Uh, we were nonstop touring, so there wasn't those years of built up of you know sitting together writing with acoustic guitars. So I think we filtered ideas quickly by like we we had so many, but it was like okay, do we really love this? And it was much easier to start cutting things at that point. And then we would get together in a room. Some things just don't gel, and that's just all there right. is. You just got to walk away from it. It's got to be tough to kind of be that evaluator of your own product. Like, right. nah, dude, this isn't working. We got to move on better. from this. And we've talked about it a million times about sophomore albums where you've had 10, 15, 20 years of writing these songs in your head for that first one that comes out. The right. second one, it's a year and a half later with like stand-up a tour. Specials. Right, yeah. with a tour yeah. In, yeah. in between there where you're like, son of a bitch, man, we got to get this thing together. <laughs> um, how confident are you guys in avoiding that sophomore slump? Um, I think this is the best work we've ever done. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I would have never I, guessed I, you would have said that. No, no, seriously. I, I, that, that got put in my head a little bit. Like, how do we follow this up? This is a new method of writing. We have to do it much quicker. Are we going to grow or, you know, and, um, I got to say, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm in this moment with this record right, right. now, but I really do love it. I'm proud of it. I see what everybody thinks. Now you're an artist. You guys are both artists. You play in a band. And so... I, I would imagine what I'm about to say to you, you might scoff at initially. I think growing for bands <laughs> is overrated. I think we need to grow. We need to oh. do this. Dude, tell <laughs> like, it to ACDC. They wrote the same song 75,000 <laughs> times, dude, and they're like a home run. But it seems to me like a lot of bands are like, no, we want to reinvent. Now, there have been plenty of musicians who can do it. Madonna was the great reinventor, yeah. right? I just think it can be a gamble. But sure. if you gamble and it pays off, it does pay off huge. Right. Well, it's it's yeah, it's still our band. But see, that's the thing is you can't please everybody. If we came out with the exact same record, that's that would be the negative feedback, right? right. Sure. So we come out with a record that's a little bit different. I already own this we, one, we dude. Go, yeah, way the other way. So it's too different. That was like uh, when we first released the other side. You Love were one that of the, song. You, yeah, you were one of the first guys to play it. I'll never forget this. So I sent it up to Cleveland to another station that I wasn't that familiar with. Yeah, I worked the there guy, too. The guy plays it, <laughs> and he stops it halfway through and says, I'm not playing an Alice in Chains ripoff band. Really? And that's the kind of stuff you put up with. It's they want you to sound like your favorite bands, but if you sound like their favorite bands, then you that's, well, they just sound like them. So you just got to be yourself. Okay, that was, a, that was a D move by that guy. And that, that was a D move. And I'll say this. As a big fan, you could do worse than to be put in the air of Alice exactly. and Exactly. You know what? Guy who cut that off, that song went number one on Billboard. How do you feel about yourself? <laughs> As a matter of fact, you bring up an interesting point because I actually was in my boss's office going, dude, this band's out of our backyard and they're really good. And he kept giving me a little pushback and I said, dude, I'm telling you, this song's going to go number one. And he, people were looking at me like I was nuts. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, I've been in this long enough. I've been around the rock format enough. I knew that song had it. Like the, the first time I heard Thank it, I was like, that's a hit record. And it's a damn good song. Thank so you. I can't wait to see if you can do it again. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Let's judge this one. Kick us out of the studio. No, I, I mean that. I mean, dude, the rest of the album was fantastic as well. Like, um, so do we know about like the next tour? Do we know who we're going out on the road with? Who are we taking out with you? What's going on? Uh, we- we're going to hit the festival circuit coming up here soon. We're oh, going to ship smart. Rocked in a few weeks. That that awesome cruise. That good you know, for you guys. Man. Yeah, it's going to be a little vacation guys. for us. Yeah. 
And then uh, we're going to do a big headliner. We haven't really released anything about that yet, but uh, we're going to go out there and spread our wings a little bit. Oh, March. is that right? Oh, well, uh, man, well, good. Would... Good for you guys to go out headlining too. I mean, it's harder to do these days. Happen. Right, right. You know, to make it to make that happen that, and to go do it. Yeah, that was a big conversation. We turned down some tours with people I'd love to play with, but we thought, you know, this with it being the second record, let's let's go out and let's take the risk and let's do it ourselves. Yeah, reinvent right. that whole thing yeah. I just <laughs> crapped on. Yeah, yeah. That, that was your whole yeah. plan. Growth, the whole thing you just took a dump on. Growth different than reinvention, though. Those are two separate two separate content. We'll be main stage rock on the range this year on Tool Day. That's so, huge. Yeah. Huge for yeah. Hell yeah, it's yeah. huge. I, it's, uh, that, and Tool, one of the main reasons I want to go to that. One of the main reasons I'm um, in the Which, person. by the way, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you bring them up. So Danny Carey actually came out. For those of you that don't know, he's Tool's drummer. And said that the, that the tracks on the new album are long, and the quote was, too long. So oh. for you and your band, mm. where do you feel like you need to be? Like, what's like, all right, dude, four and a half is probably too long. Or is there is there any thought of it? Or just like, we just need good songs? Oh, you know, not in the writing. I, if you, I think if you write like that, you're just going to prevent yourself from, from, you're from writing miss a an song. Opportunity. Yeah, you're going to miss an opportunity to, like, the, that magic moment. That's great. But there, there does, I think, in the post-production, when you're listening back, I think just like anything else, did you get the point across? Sometimes you can kill the point by you know repeating it too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've been known to do it. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> I've been. Yeah, not, you can't beat a dead horse with that music. You know? I've been so. known to do it. I do have to ask you one question about um, the era in which we live in now, right? Uh-huh. I grew up. Um, I, I'm a child of the '80s, born in the late '70s, so my rock stars were decadent. Right, yes. the crew would roll in sure. three nights at Richfield Coliseum, bang every girl in the town, snort everything, and then bail out. Right, right. but now, like those rock stars are all now being like taken to court and accused <laughs> for all the stuff that happened on the road. Right, are you ever nervous at like a meet and greet? Or where you're signing something for a fan? Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan, and you're signing this. That like, dude, am I signing? My death wish. Like am, I, <laughs> like, am I signing that right now? Like, is it a thought process? Oh, or are you just like, you know what, dude, just get me to the craft services table. Leave all those people over there. No, I mean, no. Well, this the whole Me Too thing is new, right? Sure. And um, I, I, I don't know, man. I would hate to have to live like that, being so neurotic. Like, oh, what, what are they going to do if I sign this? What are they going to oh, do? Oh, bro, you don't even know. But, <laughs> like, yeah, to walk into my life. I don't know. But it's not like we're Bill Cosby roofing people on the road. I mean, we're That's meeting fair. and greeting. You know what That's I'm fair. saying? That's fair. Shaking a hand. Shaking a hand. I, again, I, I get what you're saying, and I, and I, whole, I wholeheartedly believe you mean that. behind the scenes. I worry about opportunistic people. Especially oh, sure. a band on the rise, on the come up. And yeah. there are going to be people who look at you on a stage and go, dude's got tons of money. Right, and people—I mean, people just assume you guys have more money than you have. I don't right. know what your financial situation is, <laughs> but like, everybody assumes you're in a band, but, therefore you're a millionaire. That's just the way people it's feel. Like, just like being on the radio, people right. think I make three times what I make. Oh yeah, and it would be nice, but I don't. And so, like, I just worry about you guys like that. Not just your band, but bands in general. It's like, dude, there are opportunistic people oh, out there who are just sure. looking for their meal ticket. Yeah, absolutely, and I. Uh, you know, and you, you do, you have to be vigilant, you keep your eyes open, but I feel like you kind of learn what you need to learn when you need to learn it in this business, as long as you are, you know, open-minded. Dude, no wonder but they you, sent you. Yeah. You got all the answers, bro. You got them all. Well, you know, we, 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 we were the same way, though. I mean, I remember, like, before we got this record deal, like, you know, we, we pulled the veil off the whole thing, so it was like, we thought we were going to be rich right off the, you know, sure. grip, and... And you get behind the scenes, and you know the the farther you get, the farther you want to be. But you do have to avoid those people, especially in major music towns. I think you see a whole lot more, and that was one of the things I think we learned uh, young was just because someone has money or says they know somebody doesn't mean they have any experience or know what they're That's doing. That's fair, and and they will though. 
uh, they'll start showing those telltale signs of like who who they're really in it for is for them. I would absolutely agree. I got one more question before okay. we play your new song and let people know that the website is redsunrisingmusic.com where you can see the video for Death Wish. So you guys are now working on the sophomore records coming out. Everybody's goal oriented in their life. What's the next goal for Red Sun Rising? What's your next goal, Pat? Yeah, Pat, give me the goal. That's a good question, man. Uh, lunch, probably yeah. lunch. <laughs> breakfast, actually. We skipped breakfast oh, today. Oh, guys, sorry. We're caffeinated, so I think we need to drink a little more water and grab some water. Just lunch. calm down. Just um, calm down. Is there maybe a band that you're like, I hope we get to play with them? Maybe that. Uh, well, yeah, it's all that's coming up. Yeah, um, that is coming up. That's we awesome. We have Alice in Chains coming up. Oh, cool. Uh, um, I w- a perfect circle. So those are all bucket list ones. I would love to do Metallica. Uh, good answer. You know? I, you got all the answers, dude. I do. Man, you're yeah. good. You're yeah. going to take my gig. Like, you know what? If you need an extra guy, I'm in town for a couple of weeks. I think. Oh, that would actually be awesome. That's uh, Ryan and Pat from Red Sun Rising. The, <laughs> the new song is Death Wish. The video available at redsunrisingmusic.com. New album Thread out March the 30th. We're going to play you their new song, Death Wish, right now. Life is fading by the snow. It chills us to the wave. It feeds me to the bone. And it's all 